Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Faye Fair, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns, and my pronouns are she, they. And this week, another new guest, who I completely forgot to ask what kind of intro they wanted. <laughs> Hi, I'm Blute Vinen, or Blute for short. Uh, pronouns are they, them. Hi. Uh, hi. This week we're talking about Shin Gatsutan Tsukihime, or Lunar Legends Tsukihime, depending on how much of a nerd you are. Fen. Yeah. Which is nerdier? Shin Gatsutan Tsukihime. Okay. 100%. Uh, but before we get there, we have some tea that we want to sip and media that we want to talk about. It's Yuri Tea Time. Mm-hmm. I'm not drinking real tea. I have a, a can of tea and lemonade. I've got a roasted chestnut tea that I'm Ooh. sipping on. It's just got a really nice smoky flavor on a black tea. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds nice. delicious. Fen, you're not drinking anything, are you? No, I should grab something at some point. But right now, I am... You have a nice piece of banana bread, which is a good tea time treat, I feel like. Yeah, I made banana bread with um chocolate chocolate chips chips. that's Mm. the word i was searching for in it uh for breakfast this morning it's pretty tasty so i would like to bring i'm gonna start with the thing that i don't like very much Uh uh-huh uh just because i want to like do we say the name of the thing fan that we're covering today yeah no we did you did yeah listen (laughs) i usually don't get up until noon yeah so I got I got day. Ben up at 10 a.m. this morning because before this episode we watched all 12 episodes. <laughs> that's the, that's the given. Basically we back to back, back to back to back to back the entire run of Shingetsu Tansukihime. Well, I guess should I throw in what my gimmick of watching it was? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so I actually ended up watching it twice. Um, <laughs> right. So one, uh, I initially reached out to a bunch of friends to see if any of them would want to watch it along with me. Which, like, just imagine how awful of an introduction to tight moon that way <laughs> um but i've literally spent like close to 20 years trying to talk friends into joining me on this at all just so i can have somebody talk to on it uh <laughs> so i talked one into it and they watched like throughout three episodes a night with me throughout the week oh incredible uh, yeah and going through that i realized how hard it is to take notes uh while talking to somebody while watching in japanese and reading subtitles so actually <laughs> that sounds impossible <laughs> exactly so i just like off the dome took some like live tweet type notes during that mm-hmm. and then uh i occasionally accidentally forgot to turn on a switch to the japanese track when watching a few <laughs> times i was like oh this is right this has a dub some of that didn't sound that bad mm-hmm. so uh, I, I rewatched it with the dub so i could look away from the screen more and take a lot of more of like beat by beat notes anyway sorry for that digression we are, we're yeah. here to talk about yuri we're here to talk about yuri are any of the things that we brought yuri Yuru Camp. Yes. Strong Yuri. Brought some Yuri. Uh, strong Yuri vibes. It's just straight out Yuri. Princess Connect. So, the, yeah. The first thing I'm going to talk about today is Princess Connect. The anime. The not anime. the game. It is... You don't play the game. No. Because there is a game. It's made by SciTech. SciTech? Is that the SciTech games? Probably. SciGames? SciGames? SciGames. Uh, they do what you call it? The big one, Grand Blue, Grand Blue, Grand Bloom. Oh, yeah, Grand Blue. And sorry, sorry to anyone who plays Grand Blue who listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't like Grand Blue. I've tried it. Uh, they also do other gotchas, including Princess Connect, mm-hmm. uh, or Precon, 
I think is for sure. Precon, yeah. Um, I can't comment on the game at all. All I can talk about is the anime. Mm -hmm. The anime, the first season was pretty good. It was, I think I have my complaints, but like the first two thirds of it is like strong comedy, like great comedy. You've talked about the beginning of it a few times on here because I remember laughing about the guy being carried off by wolves a lot. Uh huh. (laughs) It's a great bit. It's probably one of the best bits in there (laughs) just because it keeps recurring. Um, yeah, because they, like, they, they, they know how to return to it just often enough that it's funny every single time that he just is kind of like hanging out, getting carried off by a wild animal. Um, and it's so, not ridiculous. Yeah. The, my, my major problem with season one is that it gets to a point where it like kind of gives up on being comedy and is like, okay, now we have plot and like stuff we want to do. No, we're not going to resolve any of it because this is an anime tied to a gotcha game, which means that we can't like, which means that we can't have like real stakes that substantially change the world. Because mm-hmm. then that would have, you. it would either be, oh, you need to watch the anime to understand the plot of the gotcha game or like yeah mm-hmm. or something yeah, i don't like, know it's but just retreading the game or yeah. yeah yeah it's not like a uh whatchamacallit fate situation fate grand order situation where like an arc of the story is over so we can make an anime about that arc yeah i believe that the the core four characters in princess connect are in fact not in the gotcha <laughs> but the most of the characters that they meet along the, along their way are okay and so that doesn't sound very good to me there are like there are great episodes where it's like oh you meet you meet the um like fighting idols and they they show up places and like perform and then you know stuff happens so they have to fight and like they're a fun group um and enjoyable to like hang out with um Mm -hmm. and i think it works best when it is being a like super light like oh yeah what's the what's the setup for comedy this week and by the end of season one they've kind of moved more into like oh no there's a lot of like who there's this evil evil princess and um now fan i do like an evil princess so do i I just wish that it felt like any of it was going anywhere. And it's not just like a check-in. And season two, I have I have kept up with despite really not enjoying. Mm. Because it is it feels like season two feels like, oh, we're gonna advertise this group of characters this week. And so, um I think it's episode four is like very pretty, super well animated, if you like shonen. I guess, or like action stuff. Mm. It's like, even if you don't, it is like very pretty to look at. And I think that's probably one of the more fun episodes in terms of plot. But a lot of episodes feel like, um, because I think that episode four is also, if it's the one I'm thinking of, uh, is also like, oh no, we're actually like moving the plot forward. The characters are finding out about the world that they're in. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Um, But a lot of episodes feel like, oh, we're going to set up the the basic premise of this group of like five people who are um in i don't fate doesn't really have this i guess arknights does 
of like oh there's the like op teams they're like groups of people that are like oh yeah it's it's these four are are this group Uh and so yeah there are a bunch of episodes that are just like oh here's this group for today Mm -hmm. and like that's the that's what we're going to focus on and it's going to be like a fine episode but it, it again because those characters are in the gotcha they can't like nothing happens they just kind of like oh yeah they exist in the orbit of the the main four people and then they leave mm. and like nothing happens or gets resolved or um so it's like uh i i yeah again i wish like the what works so well for me in the first like basically the first two thirds of season one was that it was like, okay, here are these four characters. Um, one of them is like the savior of the world or something. He's super powerful. Kind of, he he has ties to gods, something, something, um, doesn't really matter except that there's a cute elf who desperately is in love with him and is trying to keep track of him and like keep him safe and, makes a really cute face every time he's in danger uh <laughs> there's a cat girl who i've seen this cat girl has ties to carol who is great she's the best part of the show yep. probably mm-hmm. um she has ties to the evil princess and is spying on the other three for the evil princess oh yeah uh mm-hmm. and there's pecorine sama uh who is a princess who's very very hungry because her armor makes her incredibly powerful but it also makes her the hungriest person in the universe classic uh classic. which is like peco peco is the <laughs> sound effect for being hungry uh-huh. and so she's pecorine um she's actually yeah i i won't spoil it in case anyone is watching it now i guess mm-hmm. there's not much to spoil but there are like some f- fun i guess reveals um you did start by saying you weren't enjoying this very much <laughs> I think the second season has soured me on it a lot. Uh, And I think episodes where it is like, oh, it is these four interacting and having adventures and stuff like work really well for me. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you have a strong core cast here and I know who they are uh, because I've spent, you know, two and a half seasons with them or one and a half seasons as opposed to the like drop in oh what's the adventure for this week it's these four characters who you have no setup for or anything and Mm. good luck go have fun with them yeah almost like they're advertising for an upcoming banner every episode (laughs) yeah yeah that's a little what it feels like weird it Um, makes me think of like magia record has a similar issue of it advertising uh, the madoka gotcha game but like at least there there's like a core crew that it focuses on a little more but just (laughs) It still seems the, to get distracted. <laughs> the Madoka gotcha, which I believe was, sh- if I remember correctly, was shut down very suddenly. Uh, I know one person who knows someone who was like heartbroken about it, if I'm remembering Oof. correctly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's pains of being a, the fan of a less lesser known gotcha in America. Uh-huh. We can talk about other stuff and then we can come back to me for an actually good anime that I'm would love to talk about you have th- three things blue why don't you give us one four um <laughs> four all yep. right so i'll go with the one that i threw on here for ben actually uh love slash death uh it's Ooh. completed it's a manga um uh a while back like 
I went down a little bit of rabbit hole of like, you know, people really like Yandere stuff. Like, what is actually with Yandere? And like, I've read a bunch of Yandere stuff. Most of it is trash. Now, it's not worth it. This one. Saying that this is one's for me. <laughs> you're making a lot of assumptions about my hold, character. Hold on. It's literally just awful women wanting to kill each other. That is the entire uh-huh. plot of it. And mm-hmm. uh, All right. I'm with you tenuously. <laughs> pull up the manga decks, like synopsis here that they had. Seven chapters. That's not bad. Yeah, it's really short. Dynasty scans, just while you look that up, has it tied, like, if you search love slash death, there are seven love slash death chapters, six Nikochu chapters, and then an extra episode that I think ties them together. Yeah, it looks like it's a tie-in with something. So, And I haven't looked into that tie-in at all. Oh, I have one chapter marked on red. That's why. Okay. But in this entire world, there's no greater eyesore. Shoko and Aki are high school friends who take Yandere to the next level. They can only express their feelings through highly stylistic violence. Basically, the whole thing is for them. The idea of romance and murder are totally intertwined. And the first mm. chapter is both of them deciding to confess to each other. And it's them walking up and it's just, I, I, I have to say, I want to kill you. It's just this stylized fight of the two just ruining each other and then just eventually like the the banter they have go back and forth is so flirty that eventually they blush and they make up. And then the next episode is another like some romance drama between them because they're dating now. Uh, One of them like overreacts and it turns into this big stylistic fight again of them trying to murder each other because how dare you and then they reconcile like and it's just that sort of a cycle back and forth of just this really really messy relationship in the most like over the top demonstration or representation of it i accept your offering <laughs> i don't know <laughs> this if you like very it but familiar. it's like in your alley is the way it seems this seems very familiar i may have seen someone live tweeting it on twitter but i don't think i've read <laughs> it myself yeah it was on my list to read so i heard about it somewhere it must be probably kim it's where we find out most of our yuri from is kim yeah (laughs) i also just like sometimes i'll just like browse tags on dynasty scans or or they often have a um or they have a they constantly they always have a featured series or author Mm -hmm. that rotates weekly and so sometimes i'll just like click on that and be like oh i found one of my favorite things through this Mm. (laughs) sometimes it's great yeah anyway sick sick do another quick one uh roll over and die or the fan translation title for it before was more literal with do you think someone like you could defeat the demon lord um on the whole it is romance mixed with horror um it is very graphic, very gory. It like starts out with uh, your main character is on you know the typical hero's journey to go kill the demon lord, and just going straight into horror stuff. You have one guy in there that is uh, the most head up his ass noble, uh, and he drags her away, says you're completely useless, and like gives her to a black market uh, black market slaver. That's mm-hmm. where it starts. <laughs> uh, while she is in there, she gets out really quick. She actually finds out what her ability is, which is the power of reversal. So she's able to, like, pick up cursed weaponries and just, like, reverse the stat changes. So, like, instead of it just massively debuffing her and, like, sapping her health, she regenerate, rapidly regenerates, things like that. Mm. And in the escape, she rescues another girl, and the entire series is them finding out the truth of 
what's happening in the world, which is some like eldritch horror behind the scenes, kind of manipulating the typical demon lord narrative, and mm-hmm. them like coming up against grotesque body horror stuff, but also while these two are trying to navigate their feelings and sort of typical things of like, you know, I kind of feel some way about her, but isn't that how people are supposed to feel about boys? It can't be anything. <laughs> uh-huh. and them building up to it while like everybody around them like, when are y'all going to kiss? Like, come on. <laughs> <sighs> Classic eerie stuff. Yep. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. That I forgot. I think I deleted something from this list. Speaking of reversal, <laughs> um, <laughs> I stumbled on an author who's or mangaka, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, named Imura A. And she, I don't tend to like, um, I said speaking of reversal, because one of her one shots is called reversal. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I don't, I don't tend to like, um, I don't tend to like one shots. Uh-huh. I tend to like, like, oh, I need like, I need time either setting up a relationship getting together I'm. I think there are way too many comic or manga stuff in general that ends as the couple gets together. Yes. Uh, mm. All all of my favorites are about like relationship drama of people who are together. Mm-hmm. Um. Although, yeah, I guess there are a couple of like a couple of ones. A couple of my favorites are. Oh yeah, here's just the couple like not realizing into each other and all the drama that happens before they actually like get together and Mm -hmm. say i love you um and so i like i like the build up there i like either or i like time to this is like also why i like a lot of slice of life is like i like time to just exist in that world and with those characters for long enough to get like a good picture of who they are and then and then I can move on. Like, I might be satisfied. I've read way too many, like, 100 chapter, like, fine. Mediocre, like, like slice of lives uh, and Yuri's. Um, yep. But, yeah, I tend to get to the... Didn't get to the end of a one-shot and go, like, eh. Eh. I didn't, I didn't have time to, like, connect to those characters or care about any of this. And I think one of the things that... Um, uh imara a has or that she does not not like a hundred percent of the time but pretty consistently is have a a like setup as okay here are these people as 15 16 17 year olds and then halfway through it's only 30 pages or whatever but halfway through say oh they like kind of weren't friends anymore or one of them had to move away or something happened and then jump forward 10 15 years and then the two like finding each other again which is just a great like Mm -hmm. that it that immediately puts me i think done well it is a great way to get me to care because it's like oh yeah i have i have had people that i haven't talked to in a while and then like struck up a conversation or people i haven't seen in a while and suddenly like you see and you're like oh right that person and so it's just like really fun yeah just like really fun uh one shots that are long enough to get me in and like Mm -hmm. well written enough also i think just like 
there's a there's an art to making characters who are like immediately enticing mm-hmm. <laughs> i think yeah. um and yeah they do it very well i'd say um i think they also do have an ongoing series but it's not on dynasty scans so <laughs> i haven't read it um i think i meant to go look at other places for it but i haven't read that but uh both of their they they have two um yuri one-shot compilations and both of them are very good nice nice yeah you want a uh, Yuri about girls who were separated and kind of reunited later uh, under different circumstances, fan. Have you ever seen A Portrait of a Lady on Fire? I haven't. I've <laughs> been meaning to. You should watch that. We should watch it. Yeah. I saw it. A Portrait of a Lady on Fire is... One sec. Where? What? This is not Yuri because it is not actually Japanese. This is a live action film. But it's very good. Let's see. It's a French historical romantic drama about um, a woman. I think it's a noble girl. Uh, this is one of the last movies I saw before pandemic started. So I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think this is the last movie I saw. It's about this woman, like noble woman and a servant who are isolated together for a long time and fall in love basically and have like a torrid romance that falls apart as they're separated because the noble woman has to get married mm-hmm. and then the other girl like flees this is food to me oh uh, it's very good uh i don't remember all of the details of it but it's a lot of just like desolate like windstruck landscapes and the two of them like just glaring at each other oh yeah <sighs> oh yeah <laughs> yes um one more short one just because i'm shouting out like one shots um a dojin called just like this until the world ends it's cute mm-hmm. it's about a girl who who's get, who gets bullied and someone who like finds her and as the world ends and they like mm-hmm. just sit together and w- wait for the end of the world nice it's cute yeah all right hit us with another one blute okay well tied into the romance continuing after they eventually get together, which, I mean, couples getting together in romance, that's just genre knowledge rather than actual spoilers. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I'm in love with the, vil- the Villainous uh, by Inori. They eventually do get together. Uh, the <laughs> manga is about, at the end of the first light novel, there are four light novels out right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... I've been reading the manga of this, which I don't is not very far along. Yeah, uh, it it's stopped pretty obvious right where it's going. At the climax for volume or light novel one is where I last saw it. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, it's the typical like uh, someone uh, being interested in the villainous in some way or incarnating the villainous is in Isekai going into an Otome game, uh, and the girl who gets Isekai, she's a lesbian and she was obsessed with the villainous of the Otome game. And Classic like hair drills, like Ojo laugh, like Josama, like <laughs> yep, flat out, and so like trying to get closer to her and everything. Like she uh, ends up applying to be her maid, or the main character <laughs> applies to be her maid, and like uh, goes into the room privately with her dad for the interview. Just like straight up kicks the Ojo-sama out. Just like no, no, I-, I need to talk to him. And then as soon as the door opens back up, he's like, "Yeah, she's gonna be your maid." 
It's like, what did she <laughs> just what that, did yeah. she say? What happened here? So yeah, the the beginning is just the Otome game itself. Uh, she knows what's going to happen in the plot, and she's conniving something. She says that she's comfortable with uh, just being a friend, but like obviously she wants to be more, and she's trying to convince her to some degree, not like in a gross way, but just like I do love <laughs> you repeatedly. Um, one thing that I do like in it that. <laughs> It's got almost like a queer power fantasy that I haven't seen before, where the author seems to be taking the opportunity to take like social conversation or social like coming out conversations, things like that, and being able to actually speak to people that are receptive, even if they don't get it or agree with it. Mm -hmm. Like anybody that is a main character that will stay around will be some degree of accepting. And even within that conversation, you start having some of the typical tropes in there of, like, you have the well-meaning ally that'll come in, like, no, it's just that she just happens to love a woman. Like, gender isn't that important to her. And the main character's like, oh, the hell gender isn't? Like, I love uh -huh. women. And, like, mm -hmm. you have that whole thing. And I don't remember if the manga does it or the light novel does it, but, like, you almost have a change in tonality that it feels like the author of the character speaking to the audience, explaining just, like, this is what being gay is. And, mm -hmm. like, you run into that with multiple queer situations. Like, you have, a, a, throughout the series, there's a couple different trans characters. And anytime something queer comes up, it has that type of tone of just, like, this is a space where the character will be accepted. It is a safe, healthy space. And we're going to go through, like, the situation of talking to somebody learning about this. The thing I remember from the manga is uh, when so someone asks the main character if she's gay at lunch or something like that, and uh, the 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 villainess is like reacts kind of weird, yes. and then everyone takes turns yelling at her and calling her a homophobe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's uh, like, no, no, it's not like that. What finally gets through to her is them being like, it, just imagine you just said that you loved uh, the prince, whatever his name was. Like, what if he started just freaking out? Like, oh my god, you're just, you're being gross. Stay away from me. Imagine if he was doing that to you. Like, you wouldn't be all gross all over him. Like, calm down. <laughs> and that's part of what ends up getting through her, through to her. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I just, hmm. I might not check out the light novels, but I might check out the light novels. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read a lot of light novels. Yeah, pretty much. It, well, Other Side Picnic is not technically light novels, but I don't read a lot of things that are like a lot of text unless they're like uh, literary fiction or something like that. <laughs> I usually do mo no in-betweens for me. Yeah, I ended up getting sucked into light novels starting with ReZero. So, like, since mm. I got into it now, like, things that I follow, like, th this is one series, the instant it drops, it doesn't matter what else I'm watching, what I'm playing, mm -hmm. whatever, I stop, I binge straight through it. I have got the Boogie Pop light novels. I've been thinking about checking those out. Those are great. Yeah. I need to... I'm reading Redacted in preparation for Fate's Day Night. <laughs> um, and so... That has been my life at, at during time when I have time to read. I also yeah. am reading a, a different redacted <laughs> for Fate Stay Night. Uh, so, Blue, do you know who all the servants are in yes. Fate Stay Night? Okay, I'm reading... <laughs> and Fen's reading... Uh, yeah. I'm reading... I am looking forward to your impressions coming in with that background, though. Because, uh -huh. like... 
Uh, I the most I know for those characters and everything is a lot more of like cultural osmosis more than mm-hmm. specific fiction. Yeah, I think I'm the reason I'm reading is that Saber is my favorite, maybe my favorite character from Stay Night. But in general, it's like a I have some in reading like, oh, actually, I know more of these stories than I was expecting to. Uh-huh. Uh, but also it's like such a oh, right. I've internalized some of this, probably some of it from fate, some of it from other places, but I haven't like ever actually read that myself. And so I'm going to finish and then read mm-hmm. and then my time is my own again and I get to read fun <laughs> stuff for fun. Oh, uh, speaking of myths, shout outs to Tamamo no Mae for escaping from that rock finally. Yeah. <laughs> Good on Go her. <laughs> have you heard about this blue? No, I have not. Do you know who Tamamo Namaya is? Yes. Okay. Well, there's a rock that she's supposedly been pr- imprisoned under and sealed within for 500 years? Something like that? Okay. Let me... Uh, the rock broke and all of the seals suddenly snapped. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> so she's free. <laughs> yeah, just like yesterday or something like that. They found the rock broken. Good for her. Everyone, I pitched it in general. Her. Yeah. Um... After nearly a thousand years, the demon vixen is presumably once again on the loose. Thousand years. <laughs> um, oh, that's so good. I'm so happy for her. Uh-huh. Go her. Love to see a girl boss winning. <laughs> what else, What do we got left for tea time? I would love to talk about good anime so that I'm not entirely down on stuff this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yuru camp. Spoilers for the rest of the podcast, fan. <laughs> I had to pause and see if I was actually entirely down on the the uh, Shingetsudan Tsukihime, and it's not great. It was no, it was like more fun than I was expecting, but I also wouldn't say it's good. Um, yeah, Yuru, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yuru camp is a joy. It's perfect. It's um. I think I first watched season one close to season two coming out. Um, and I'm just now watching season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is a it's something like prototypical slice of life because I, I guess to me at least that kind of uh, assumes some sort of um, like early nature of it. Like it is it is a progenitor maybe that's mm-hmm. the maybe that's the yeah. word i'm getting mixed up but anyway yuru camp is a a slice of life anime about girls who like to go camping <laughs> and it rules it's very oh, yeah looking. it does um it's very i think there is slice of life is often on a continuum between like something like akibi which we will talk about in the future which is like very much just like low stakes uh kind of just like normal life and just taking joy in seeing people go around about their normal lives mm-hmm. and um like kaon is kind of i would put on the other end of like oh it's it's primarily the what you're there for is a mix of comedy and seeing and seeing girls do cute things kaon one of the best anime ever made yeah uh but i think like kaon is kaon edges a little too close to comedy for me to be comfortable calling it slice of life because i kind of associate slice of life with more of a like oh no the focus is just on like normal life and 
not much happens, but the joy is in just seeing normal things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's what Eurocamp is. It starts off with, oh, Shimarin. And so she likes camping by herself. And it's a show about like her her maintaining that joy of end manga. Um, it originated as manga and it has gotten two very good seasons. Um, and so it's about her maintaining her desire to like kind of camp on her own. She's a little bit of a loner. Um, and her becoming friends with Nadeshko, who's very outgoing, loves people. They have what I would say is uh, a relationship that could definitely be interpreted as friendship if you wanted to. <laughs> but uh, this is the coward's Yuri. Yes. I would say like coward's Yuri is maybe selling it short because I believe that the author has written, in fact, Yuri Dojin. Okay. Um, this is secret Yuri. Yeah. And it's like it's it's secret Yuri because that's just not the show is not about uh relationships that way it's trojan horse yuri yeah sure (laughs) um it's about like oh uh yeah it's about um rin kind of opening up a little bit but like not in the way that is like oh okay now all i do is camping with other people because i found out that people are cool it's like oh no she still mostly camps by herself but like the end of season one is uh uh, her and Nadeshko and the rest of the outdoor club and um, Rin's friend all doing camping on Christmas um, together. And it's like, oh, it's cute that like it's kind of Rin realizing that there is something nice about camping with other people. Mm-hmm. But also the show being like, but that's a different thing. It is a yeah. different thing to go out into nature with other people than it is to just like go out by yourself and spend time by yourself. And like, it's perfectly fine to enjoy both. Um, what you personally get out of it is important and you can get different things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a, a show that pretty much more than any other anime has made me want to go do the thing. Mm-hmm. Like Same. seeing, seeing Rin <laughs> on her scooter uh going somewhere and like setting up camp is like oh i should get my motorcycle license and also get camping supplies and like figure out where are good spots to camp around here because that's that looks and sounds and is just like oh yeah i would love to do this uh i went camping as a a kid a bunch um and having as much as an adult because i'm busy and have stuff to take care of uh and just like didn't have supplies and stuff but it's Watching season two has reignited that like, oh, right. I could totally go do this. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. it's nice to spend time by yourself out in nature and just like spring quietly. Now. And yeah. 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 It, it really made solo camping look so appealing to me. And <laughs> similar about the motorcycle thing, except for my spouse just looking over like, no, you can never have that. Don't get a motorcycle. That's bad. <laughs> I don't trust you driving like that. <laughs> That's fair. Um, that's the I should say that I am uh, like looking into classes. I don't like driving very much, mm. and I'm hoping that I like driving motorcycles like a little more than I like driving cars, at least. Um, but yeah, it's just like a it's it's such a warm and comfy show uh, in a way that is like the first time I watched it. I think was I think it was like in winter. Uh, maybe like a year or two ago um 
And I ended up just like crying at the end of every episode because I was like, it's so cute. And they're just like having such a nice time. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a great show. I just watched the episode in season two where Nadeshko goes solo camping. Oh, she's like, oh, Rin, you made it seem so cool. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, so yeah, you did. Yeah. And Nadeshko had fun. And yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just I put the, season two back high up on my watch list. <laughs> I still uh, haven't seen it. Yeah, I think it is like if anything, it's like it is. I I remember season one has such a strong opening and does. I don't want to say lean, but maybe maybe it does lean a little more comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, and season two is like a little slower, but mm. in a in a really nice way for me right now is like. Oh yeah, right. Like watching Akibi and watching uh Eurocamp season two is like oh right. I do like shows that are just like slow and nothing much happens and there's no like drama and, and it's not like comedy is not the primary reason you're there. It's just like, oh yeah, this is nice. <laughs> Those girls sound very wholesome and lovable, Fen. Yeah. Now, why don't I talk about some girls who are decidedly unwholesome, but still lovable? <laughs> Let me tell you about a little gotcha game that I've been playing for some reason called Blue Archive, a game that I originally wrote off because I felt morally reprehensible to play. <laughs> <laughs> Fake Grand Order is a game that I make a lot of excuses for because I think it has a really, really good story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's actually a very good game, despite being a gotcha and coming with like the problems that come with gotcha. Blue Archive. <laughs> I can't necessarily say it's a good game, and I don't know that it has a good story at all, if it even has a story. <laughs> but those girls are some of the most deranged, wild animal freaks I've ever seen. <laughs> the pitch of this is that uh, there's a... A university city that's made up of like a hundred different schools or something like that. And the there is a general student council that runs the city. Uh, and the student council president has disappeared, leaving behind an agent who is, I think, one of the only teachers in the city because everyone's taught by Blu-ray discs. <laughs> and the main character is that teacher, right? And you're like, okay, this is going to be some kind of like weird whatever story and then the plot just kind of stops and you're tasked with helping out clubs at different schools seemingly entirely at random it's important to note that every single girl there's only girls (laughs) in this world uh every single girl at every single school has personal weapon (laughs) and the schools are constantly at war with one another (laughs) ben yes is are there only girls in this world in the the except for the teacher uh the teacher is not necessarily a boy there's a part where you can pick what pronouns you want to be called by in a like cutscene. okay but they refer to the main character as they okay unprompted mm-hmm. um but yeah there's like boy looking robots and some like weird eldritch guys i guess but Oh, and there's some occasionally you'll see like a little dog man. He's just like a pug. <laughs> That's just like what bystanders look like, I guess. They're little dog people. Mm. The but president of Earth. 
every single girl in this is the most like on their bullshit wild little beast the 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 first club that you end up helping is like oh our school is getting foreclosed on we're trying to like save it there's no teachers in this school there's no principal it's just us five remaining students trying to fight back against a like giant company that's foreclosing on us (laughs) and uh this like group is made up of like oh these cute girls uh, how are we going to save the day? How are we going to save the school? One of them's like, we're going to rob a bank. And she like slaps down a folder full of like bank robbing plans that she's been coming up with. And like she has made masks for everyone. You do end up robbing a bank <laughs> with these girls. It's very fun. <laughs> but like you help a, a game development club who are getting shut down because they... um. They made the worst game in existence. Yeah, they won an award for worst game ever at the last, (laughs) like, uh, game development competition they entered. So, and they don't have enough members, so they're getting shut down. So, they go on a quest to find a, like, legendary game developing guide (laughs) in some ruins. And instead, they, they kidnap a robot girl and then pretend that it's another student. And they teach her how to be human by making her play greatest hits of, like, the last 30 years of RPGs in one night. Oh, that's uh, so uh-huh. You make this sound good, Ben. Oh, yeah. No, the the girls are incredible. Like, the, there's these twin cat girls in the game development co- club who do this, who find this girl named Eris, uh, and are like, oh, yeah, we, we're going to teach her how to be human. We've, like, doctored a bunch of like uh paperwork so that people will think that she's a student here we just don't want the club president to find out because she's going to be anxious about it the club president has been hiding in the closet the entire time because she's been too anxious to come out and talk to them relatable uh-huh um those are the main like plot things i've run into but like there's side stories about like there's a gourmet eating club who have bombed like at least seven restaurants around the city for various crimes like they forgot to put lemon on my uh include lemon <laughs> with my katsu or that waiter was uppity <laughs> and then so every single girl just acts like this all the time there's a girl in like a makeup work club who um <laughs> gas bombed the gymnasium and hid in a supply closet with a gas mask just to see how long it would take for the like school prefects to catch her (laughs) and they're just all like this all the time it's very fun incredible now (laughs) when i say that it's morally reprehensible it's i mean that your character is positioned as an adult and all of the girls are positioned as 14 to 17 Uh, okay and some of them have the biggest tits you've ever seen on a 14-year-old. I think the first girl you showed me was 13. No, I oh you want the one with the like uh bondage zipper like bikini? Yes. I think she's 15. Okay. It's it's not great on those terms. It's a very horny game. Uh but just watching these girls run around and like there's like a, a group of like criminals who are led by this hard-boiled like this girl who looks like um she kind of looks like makima from uh chainsaw man in like an office i'm listening (laughs) and she's like i'm the like hard-boiled criminal in charge of this fixer organization Uh, but she like almost falls for a multi-level marketing scheme in the first 15 (laughs) minutes of like hanging out with her 
Oh, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just a lot of like vignettes of girls doing stupid shit is pretty much the vibe. And that that stuff has been f- very fun. The vibe sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that lately. And that's most of what I've been doing. Speaking of possibly problematic horniness, look uh-huh. forward to our thoughts on Bisque Doll and uh, Akibi-chan Sailor Uniform after those two end. Akibi more than... Well, I guess the ages aren't great. And, uh, Bisque Doll, they're 15. Dress Up Doll either. Yeah, don't play Blue Archive. Look at screenshots of people playing it. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Uh, I've got like a Trojan horse two or three, kind of whatever. Uh, Bloomin' to you regarding Saiki Sayaka is a uh, spin-off light novel series from Bloomin' to you that is written by the author of Adachi and Shimamura. Huh? I wanted to, I, I saw that that existed and wanted to read it because I really liked that character in mm-hmm. Bloomin' to you. Yeah. So I have it on my shelf. Oh, right. You bought it. Yeah. Those are sitting on my shelf waiting for me to... Uh, have time to read stuff that isn't redacted. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Now that I've caught up another side picnic, which, Fen, you should read, uh, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. So, I guess I'll do the Trojan Horse bit. Adachi and Shimamura is just a great, very slow burn romance of just very awkward teenagers trying to figure mm. out what it means to be gay and being interested in each other. Great mm-hmm. slow burn. Uh, very excited to read those, too. <laughs> yeah, I need to... That's another one I need to... Fit like find time to sit down and read through it because it is really slow it's wonderful it's just you got to put time mm-hmm. uh for uh the sayaka spinoff though it's a three-part book series that follows sayaka throughout her life uh starting from a young age where she first had inclinations that she might be gay uh going all the way up to after the end of bloom into you nice and nice. it's uh almost anthological in its structure it's a bunch of like little short stories within whatever its time period slices that sounds kind of sick yeah yeah it's really nice and just digestible it's oh it's so adorable and i love sayaka so much have you read other side picnic yes i am (sighs) current on it i so badly i cannot wait until the next omnibus comes out i'm dying oh you're waiting for all of them okay I've been just grabbing them as they release. Uh, I wasn't sure. Fen- See, Fen's been buying them by the Omnibus, and I read them before Fen did. <laughs> and the next yeah. Omnibus comes out near my birthday, so I'm. it just works out perfectly. Some of the purchases that I make are aspirational or are like, oh, if I have a physical copy of this, I will feel bad enough about owning something that I haven't like read or watched that I'll do it. Um. Other Side Picnic is just really way better than I expected, and I was ex- expecting a lot from it. Yeah. I'm chomping with, at the bit. <laughs> I started with the anime, and I liked it, but, like, it yeah. looked flawed. It, it was really flawed. Like, it was just like, I know there's something underneath this, and, oh, it's so much better once you get the interiority in there. Like, oh. Oh, Soro was so fascinating. The The first couple episodes of... um other side picnic anime start strong i think and then like there's like a filler episode that doesn't happen in the light novel and it all just kind of falls apart and after that they shift things around so they can have their big big fight thing at the end there, and then yeah there is a big moment at the end of the of the second light novel that i do not understand why it's not just the end of that anime season <laughs> they made choices <laughs> uh-huh 
Yeah, that was a that was a cursed season. It was the first season that Ben and I started watching anime together. Oh yeah, um, like concurrent, like uh, as it released. Yeah, stuff. And ever since we've like we've followed a couple of shows every season. Uh huh. Um, we're actually kind of following four this season. Uh, um, which call it? Uh, Pretty Cure isn't really this season. Yeah, it's Pretty like, Cure. Kind of, and I only like, half watched Pretty year. Cure. But anyway, um, it was uh, Outside Picnic and Wonder Egg. <laughs> Wonder Egg uh, yeah, Priority. Same season, weren't they? Uh, and we were just like watching how incredibly beautiful Wonder Egg looks as it deteriorated yeah. into a mess. Oh. And thinking about how cool Other Side Picnic should be as oh. it just kept falling over itself and just not looking very good. Yep. Yeah, Wonder Egg, I was very invested in like sitting there taking just like writing out my thoughts on every episode like yeah this is mm-hmm. gonna be my one but that was also i think that was my senior year after going back to university uh-huh. <laughs> so like senior year final semester so like I, around episode seven i'm like i can't put this much time into this right now i need to mm-hmm. stop i'll come back to it when it's done and like as it was ending just seeing just all these nightmares just like the production's just absolutely ruined the story's going off the rails and just it sounded so bad and i never went back I to think it. you never saw the end i didn't i never saw the end it has like just the most nothing ending that like almost feels like they're setting up for a movie or something but like there's not gonna be a movie i don't think i think episode seven is the perfect ending point if i remember Wait, correctly it's like think- seven or eight is like yeah. oh yeah you don't it's, you don't miss anything if you stop here yeah it sounded like somewhere around two episodes later something like that is where it started falling down more like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where i stopped like i got to see a little bit of a story of all the characters get to see who they are and i just don't get to see the conclusion of whatever the overarching thing is so. what was the name of that the the idol girl rika Oh, she's incredible. Every episode with Rika in it is really, really strong. I think towards the end, there's a very good Rika episode. Maybe. That I really liked. And I was like, oh, maybe it's going to get good again. But then it just goes really hard into being a story about two sad men who are horny for their daughter. (sighs) And... And yeah. also about how girls commit suicide for emotional reasons. Yes, I did see uh, that. And it's... illogical reasons, unlike boys. Uh, uh, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, gender certainly happened. Yeah, it's such a fascinating show because, like, early on, you could totally believe that it was setting up um, the two men to have that perspective to undermine that, that view. Yeah. To say, like, no, of course that's not true. (laughs) Of course, like, everyone commits suicide for emotional dumb reasons. And also everyone commits suicide for, like, normal, like, perfectly logical reasons. Mm -hmm. There's nothing unique about girls. And then the show just completely leans into, oh, no, they're right, actually. Whatever episode I stopped on is... I actually started getting a taste of like maybe I don't like this what this is about to do because it ends with I can't remember the main character's name but her going back to the school to that really creepy teacher. Oh yeah. Oh they, that was yeah. they set up like no this guy has done something awful like the there and is he didn't. no doubt anywhere the, in there. The thing is that he didn't do anything. He's just a normal guy. It's been so long like teasing you that they're going to have a relationship between him and that 
like yeah. little girl and it doesn't happen and he has no interest in her like that and it's just the most weird plot yeah so the, <sighs> the, that's even worse you have all of this set up and there's just nothing there so you have all of this just like oh so are you just gonna say that wasn't a big deal like if he was actually doing it or are you saying this didn't happen and was all in her like what, what well the, the thing is here? the thing is that uh actually her friend who killed herself is the bad one who was trying to trick him into a relationship that's what the twist was there just imagine i'm not even i was yeah. screaming and clipping my mic out um <laughs> Our list of mentions derogatory this episode is going to be pretty long. <laughs> that's a we. Oh, I love that's all not the even that the, I said. So <laughs> that's not even the first time that we've we've put Wonder Egg in in <laughs> like a Yuri Tea Time list with parentheses derogatory. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, I I like stand by that, and I think I've I've said this on mic before. I'm not a person who can watch a show purely for how it looks. Mm -hmm. I need a plot hook to get yeah. me. Um, and that was a show that was like, oh, the first like six, seven episodes, six. There's like worrying some. stuff in it. Yeah. But you're like, there's like, no, there's, there's enough stuff, good that, stuff. There's stuff that you could look at and go like, okay, if I'm Mostly pessimistic, this is going to be terrible. But if I'm optimistic, like, yeah, I think that they can pull this through. And then, yeah. it, and then the last, yeah. We the, started dreading it so much. The end of the the end of the season, and then also the the like clips episode slash actual ending that came out later is just it's such a bummer. Wait, so the the delayed final episode was partially a clip show on top of everything else. It was half a clip show, and then it was a normal length episode because oh, okay. it was a okay. like 40 okay. minute episode or something. Yeah. But it was half clips and half. Yeah, we like started it. It was like a clips episode, and I was like. They're not going to have enough time to resolve the story at all. Uh -huh. I, you know what? I was right. They really didn't have enough time to resolve uh -huh. the story. Honestly, I, I don't know if the Tsukihime anime will go that that long. Ah, uh, you haven't met <laughs> you haven't met me apparently. <laughs> We're just going to be retreading every yeah. Uh huh. Well, listen, listen, there's a lot of changes. There really are. Especially Yumitsuka. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. How does everyone feel about the Tsukihime anime? Let's just get a temperature at the top. For me, I guess, it, it, my feelings on Tsukihime kind of map, like, my overall experience with Tsukihime. Like, I originally read the visual novel, like, shortly after the fan translation came out. Ooh. But I... Didn't go all the way through because I was a teenager and didn't understand routes and things. Um, mm. <laughs> but I read all of the arc stuff, at least, and was just like, oh, I want more of this. So I watched the anime then and enjoyed it. Like, eh, but I enjoyed it. I read the manga. Uh, now, after having listened to the podcast, uh, I had read a screenshot Let's Play a few years ago, uh, replayed a little bit while you guys were, and then coming back and watching this again, I kind of was a lot more critical on my first of the two watches where i came mm -hmm. out of it and like you know that was like i don't understand most of the choices or rather i can understand the choices if it makes sense that they made this entire anime for that amusement park episode and nothing else <laughs> like, it feels like the entire anime was built just for that and then when i watched it the second time with the dub i was a little higher on it like okay yes this is a nice thing for service to fans that have read 
the uh, visual novel before. It's not a good entry point for somebody that hasn't watched it. You have to... I've had to explain a lot to my friend, just like, okay, so by now you should know what mythic eyes of death perception are, and what he's <laughs> seeing are these lines that, yeah. I am so curious what the first-hand, like, experience of watching the Tsukihime anime and just never have playing played Tsukihime, you know what I mean, uh-huh. Even listening to our podcast, I feel like you'd still be pretty lost. Oh, I don't know. Ben... You consistently impressive notes. You take impressive notes on it. That's fair. That's fair. That's my goal. Me and every time, every Saturday, me and Fen walk to a farmer's market, and Fen tries to talk me into shortening the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And every week, I hold out a bulwark of faith against Fen's lies. It's true that enjoy the length, but this is not intentional. By the way, I don't like wake up on Saturday morning and go like, (laughs) okay. (sighs) <sighs> our episodes are too long Ben. we gotta shorten this um i wake up on saturday morning and i'm like "Ooh, donuts or whatever cool pastry <laughs> is at the bakery that morning and then just coincidentally our the the arc of all conversations with ben tend towards uh so what if we recorded shorter episodes we talk about podcast we talk about podcasts more than like anything else pretty much <laughs> it takes up a lot of our time <laughs> Yeah, I was fairly much Ben. Real quick, uh, this episode or the the remainder of this episode carries content warnings for discussions of violence, dismemberment, and death. Not that much one this time. A little gory, little gory, but gorier than Tsukihime. So in some respects, because it's visual instead of visually, yes. Textually, I wouldn't say so. Wait, what'd you say? Like, visually, yes, it is gorier. Textually, it is not. No. The descriptions of gore in Tsukihime are way more intense. I was fairly high on this anime as, like, a a wild roller coaster ride of... (laughs) Especially... I really like the early on when it's just, like, things are happening so fast that you can barely follow them. It feels like an episode of Baki Monogatari or something like that. Um, just like badly, a badly edited version of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not frantic in the same way, but not like smart. Yes. I don't even. Yeah, I would. It's probably not even moving as fast, but like, just so much is compressed into that first episode. Yeah. I, I just had a lot of fun. the The OP is great. It's yes. like fucking low rent Yoko Taro, like near music basically i don't know i don't remember the actual name of the composer from uh-huh. near please give me the actual name of the composer um kechi okabe okay well there's just like Kei- Kei- chanting and like orchestral music basically uh, and then yeah, like there, a weird funk beat comes in there's a reason the meme that comes out about it it's like there uh, was no uh, Tsukihime anime but there was a really cool soundtrack uh-huh uh-huh I would agree with that. Um, yeah, great. The OP is just a great, like, emo music video. Yeah. Uh-huh. On its own. Um, yeah. I think I more or less agree with Ben's take of, like... I had fun. Yeah. I, I had it way more fun, fun than I was expecting to. I was expecting to wake up this morning and, like, suffer through six hours of anime. And then get on here <laughs> and be like, okay, let's talk about Yuri. And then... We cannot then do our duty, our due um, diligence. <laughs> Which I guess Kagetsu Toya. I See, forgot to say, just real quick, 
going back to our URT time, huh. Nadeshko and Rin are a hundred percent together. You, like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't make that explicit in in that section, but the way, especially in season one, the way that um, Rin like only really communicates with Nadeshko, mm. and the the way that the two of them talk together is like, yeah, the two of you are together. Yes, uh, and it's yeah. It, including in like uh the openings and stuff it's like oh it is rin nadeshko and then everyone else and like yeah. rin and nadeshko are looking lovingly at each other <laughs> and everyone else is like there uh-huh. but it's really just the two of them anyway um so yeah i i went in being like okay this is gonna be miserable and then walked out going like oh that was actually like fun Ah. it wasn't i i don't know if it's the kind of thing that i would have watched if it was not for the podcast yeah i probably would have dropped it i would have been Um, curious enough after if i had played tsukihime like i had kind of planned to before podcast mm -hmm. i might have been curious enough to check it out if i had heard about it there's just like i have so many other things i could have done with that five hours (laughs) i could have slept six hours yeah um (laughs) oh yeah sick here's the thing I've been having such a hard time with, uh, at this point, the Melty Blood episode is out. I've been having such a hard time with post-Tsukihime, Tsukihime shit. I don't like Higetsu Toya. I think I'm down on it even more than I was now, a couple weeks later. I didn't really like Melty Blood that much. And like going back to something tonally similar to how Tsukihime is, even if it's an inferior version of it, Mm-hmm. made me very happy i really like tsukihime is the thing yes it is yeah it is shockingly tonally similar mm-hmm. i think largely because it is drawing on our experience of the game uh-huh. right like they i think i understand better what you mean by the first episode has kind of monogatari pacing mm-hmm. um except that like the thing that monogatari does is lots of very quick cuts yeah but it's also like monotonically increasing in time mm-hmm. yeah. it will have flashbacks um yes this is a fascinating but, thing about the tsukihime anime is the way it uses flashback, flashback. <laughs> yeah but like tsukihime the anime is like okay we're gonna show you half of a scene and then we're gonna show you like f- 15 seconds of the next scene and then we're going to flash back and finish that it's previous so scene. It's weird. It's such a weird decision. Is it, it it must be to like simulate Shiki's interiority, I guess. I without... think it's that and trying to artificially increase pacing because like Tsukihime is slow. It's supposed to be slow. It's supposed to uh-huh. on characters and everything. But like with a TV show, you've got 20 minutes. You're trying to keep people mm-hmm. engaged. If you let that entire scene play out and then you let the next entire scene play out, it it could feel like it's dragging out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're inserting those flashbacks. So you're just, there's something happening, something for you to latch on to while still trying yeah. to convey all the same information and scenes. Really weird. I was going to say, yeah, I think it feels like a move to make it more visually interesting. Mm-hmm. Cause there are like, Oh yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a particularly well animated or high budget uh, it feel, yeah, it, it feels like it and could so. be more visually interesting than it actually ends up being. There's some interesting choices like every single color. Tsukihime is a very colorful game. Like everyone's mm-hmm. outfits are very garishly colored, right? Yep. Where are Shiki's sex pajamas, Ben? He's wearing them. They've oh, just evolved into a real shirt. <laughs> yeah. That, that okay. Is, 
like uh, so part of why I actually like the dub performances a little more than the Japanese or the, the English over the Japanese a little bit is because like Alco is a perfect example of it is like I'm used to melty blood Bimu Alco like her just out there like uh-huh. using magical girl attack call outs to just do actual magic and in Tsukihime you have Alco just like this really like sedate Tsukihime Alco is someone's like, mom <laughs> Like, but yeah, yeah. But like, even <laughs> or not Tsukihime Aoko, sorry. Shingetsu Tan Tsukihime is, yes. is someone's mom. Real Tsukihime is like your like horrible cousin who dirt bags down the road or like dirt, dirt bikes down the road to your house and crashes through your fence. Yeah, uh-huh. one of my first notes was literally like, wait, she's wearing like a uniform and a skirt. Where's my uh, dirt bag Melty Blood Alco in her t-shirt? And yeah, jeans? her t-shirt and jeans. Her Where big dog t-shirt. Where are Alco's Dom jeans, man? <laughs> <laughs> and like she shows up with him later, but like the the tone in her presentation is very just a different character. And, yeah, like, muted and like the palette of the show matches that like all of the colors are like very desaturated. Yeah. So that's something that I really like about this is that the colors are very desaturated unless something like real supernatural is happening, like Arcoid's eyes or Akiha's hair in one particular scene. Yeah. And I, I wish... feel like they really could have done more with that. Exactly. Yeah. I wish it was just a little more like, cause you have that one scene with Akiha where it is very it's vibrant. It's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And then you see her later and it just like looks almost brown. Uh-huh. uh-huh this is the like it reminded me a lot of um super cub uh-huh. which is similarly uses color in a really fun way of like oh the show is incredibly muted and then anytime the main girl or the main character is having fun like suddenly color springs into being and mm-hmm. it's so shocking because most of the time it's very gray mm-hmm. and then you see what it looks like colorful and you're like oh yeah this rules yeah and so yeah i think it would have been fun to i like the i like the way that the lines look like the death lines the death lines them being animated is like fun Uh uh-huh uh because it gives them a little more like visual interestingness Uh but Mm -hmm. yeah i I feel like they they don't use color often enough to justify the show being muted it's like sometimes blood uh, Akiha's hair, the death lines, and the most it gets used for is Arcoid's eyes. Yeah. Hmm. Like, yeah. It, it's missing, like, this is... I'm sure you've seen at least screenshots of it, uh, so I won't... And I'm not going to go deep into it, but, like, uh, one of the things that UFO Table did with other ch- uh, Ryogi's eyes is mm. that they gave it an effect so you know when the mystic eyes are doing their job. So yeah, you know, you know when you should be considering that. I've seen the um, what you call it trailer for remake. the Tsukihime remake, and that's fucking sick as hell. <sighs> oh, I can't wait to play that game in fifteen years. Okay, so this show, I took a fair amount of notes very very quickly. Are we starting the recap? Yeah, let's start a recap.
the first episode is just like a lot of cuts very quickly from thing to thing to thing. I think a lot of the like flashback stuff starts happening after that because I feel like it started bothering me at least after the first episode. Now, so the first episode has a lot of flashback to Does it? the uh, the I just watched the this with uh, with Alco. It oh has right, a lot right, of those right. Scenes in there, but it doesn't give the context you actually need for why that's important. Uh huh. Like you don't know. Like Shiki expl- says something about the lines, but you don't know the importance of it. You don't find out about Alko like doing her like ultimatum of uh, you know you should never do this. You have to respect. You should respect mm-hmm. life. It will alter your perception. You don't get that, but you get her giving him the glasses. Yeah. But the glasses scene happens before we get the flashback to him telling her about. <laughs> Hassine Deathline. Uh huh. Yeah. And he's yeah, yeah. wearing the glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating, like, I think this will become a theme of us talking about uh, specifically visual novels that become anime. Mm-hmm. Is that they are made for people who read the visual novel yeah. who wanted to see a, like, a pretty fun version of that. Yeah. That's uh, the thing. It, that's the thing with fate is that there is no good on point. Yep. Well, I think, like, the. And I might I might come back saying, oh, no, I was wrong after we read the the Fate Zero and Apocrypha Light novels. Mm-hmm. But I feel like those are more full. Those are whole works mm-hmm. in ways that anime or that uh, VN adaptations are not mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah. Like, they're based on books and yeah. people know how to translate books to uh, anime a lot better than visual novels. in some ways but like also kyoani has been doing this with key games which are also route based for years and years and i think that those work better as i mean like kyoani is also like they're very good at what they do so i i don't know that we can hold it's a little unfair comparing most yeah it's, it feels it does anime. feel a little unfair comparing like here's uh-huh. one of the best anime studios that exists against uh whoever made this uh this was jc staff but i don't know yeah who, like, i think that they've they done they've done it. like a ton of stuff that you've probably heard of uh-huh i don't yeah. know exactly who worked on this 2003 project but um uh-huh. almost 20 years ago yeah but just like to say that it has been done better it's it's not a solved problem like it it, there is difficulty there because of the like way that visual novels branch yeah because i think that this anime would be a a very well served if it diverged further from either decided i think it would be it would be great if it either decided we are telling the arcoid route story Uh uh-huh or was like, oh no, we're going to tell our own story. It's like they decided not really to cover the maids very much at all, right? Yeah. Yep. But like three girls, is, four girls, counting Yumizuka, is too many girls to try and tell a story about in 12 episodes. And this show yeah. absolutely does include Yumizuka, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yumizuka is so funny in this Sorry, book. Ben. I think you mean uh, Yumitsuka? Uh, For some reason, they call her Yumitsuka in both versions. Yep. Why? Why'd they know. change her name? It's so fascinating. There are so many names that they just inexplicably changed. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I did enjoy Arquid and Arquaid. Arquaid, yeah. <laughs> I I can't really like dunk on them for pronouncing Arquid's oh, no, name yeah. wrong. It is an impossible uh, name to like pronounce. Well, specifically, right. we it's... spent the whole Arquid route calling her Arquid. <laughs> Arquid, yeah. Uh huh. So we really can't 
talk shit. Yeah, I for whatever reason in my head most of the time I reverse the e and the i. So like I've always said like arcuid. Uh huh. So let's let's do this recap. Let's see. Shiki's in the hospital. He it's a nice spooky like opening is like a doctor ignoring him about something scary that he's seeing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then we start getting these like flashes of Alco, who again is just like some nice middle-aged woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a different vibe from the Alco that we've seen. And then like we get a shot of from Kagetsu straight out of Kagetsu Toya of Arcweed in her princess costume breaking out of some chains. Uh huh. Does she sleep like that? Is that what she means when she says she goes back to her castle to sleep? It's imagery that comes up again and again. Yeah, that she's does like, she tie herself down every day? <laughs> Shiki already has his knife. Ben, as he leaves yep. the Arima house. Ben, yep. yes, they robbed us. Yes, of Hisui being a knife pervert. <laughs> yep, and Kohaku's curiousness. Yeah, yeah, he's already got his knife. There's no kanji on it. It just has like this like symbol. It's like out of it. almost. It's like a combination of yin yang and the moon except that there are like three teardrops instead of two what are it's the like a weird again because i know there are seven jewels in it and there's seven knights it's nice oh okay yeah. so well there are seven jewels in there so you got the seven <laughs> yeah uh-huh. and you have a, a full moon so i guess that's seven knights but i don't know mm-hmm. ben what shiki has like 17 boxes too he's many. got too much shit What's he own? What's uh, in those boxes? Clothes and like I've seen books. his wardrobe in the mansion in this anime, and he's got four shirts total uh-huh. and a pair of pants. Uh, let's see. He goes to school. CL like calls to him from a closed window, but he yeah, hears her really calm. Uh-huh. Perfectly. <laughs> this is another like oh, they the the it, yeah. A lot of what is interesting about this anime is what they chose to keep, and the, like little details that they chose to keep, and like, oh, he is entering from the back gate of school, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, I, I, I think this is the only time when we see the back gate. Uh huh. Like every other time, it's the front, and it's like, oh, that's a weird detail to like keep that. Oh, from his old house, he entered from uh-huh. the back gate. From his new house, he enters from the front gate. But never mention it. Like Yumizuka doesn't like mention that. Oh, this is the first time we get to go home because of that. It's just a quick glance of like, yeah, the back gate. Here's a wild change. Apparently, Shiki knows Yumizuka, and and him and Arihiko and her are all like buddy buddy. Yeah. Uh huh. This is very different than what we've gotten before. Moving her over into the child fr- childhood friend category. For, yeah, yeah. Instead of like weird simulated childhood friend, she's actually the childhood friend. Well, it's because she's not Yumizuka. She's Yumitsuka. <laughs> Yumizuka. I'm not calling her Yumizuka. You, you, I can't see, even Yumizuka say it. Yumizuka is the murder pervert and Yumitsuka is the childhood friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. I thought we were going to get vampire Yumizuka for a sec there, but we just don't. Yep. Um. CL very obviously hypnotizes him uh-huh. <laughs> in the hallway. It's so funny. Like the scary, like scary tense music starts playing. It is like, yeah, it is closer to the CL route version of yeah. that scene where it's like, oh, I, cause as far as I remember, the Arcweed route does a pretty good job of slipping it past you. Yeah. Even if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, like the it's splints like, is oh, like Oh, I guess you can... If you know what you're looking for, you can see where it happens, but it's not meant to be called out. Versus CL, it's like, 
oh yeah he didn't remember who you are and then she said like paused and said oh don't you remember who i am <laughs> she it the first episode does a lot of work to set up cl as the vampire is uh-huh. what it feels like to me like the hypnosis thing and then they're like watching the tv in the schoolroom, and she's like huh i bet you the vamp this vampire killer is actually a really normal person who could be standing right next to you right now (laughs) and like looks at him and smiles Uh uh-huh that's good i liked that you see her leaving the school by herself later on like to nothing she oh we skipped the first day entirely the first day and the second day are combined Mm -hmm. from the the visual novel and that's why he already has his knife so he Uh doesn't have to go to the mansion come back and then yeah, because he starts having his anemia attack and has to go home early. Oh, we get a we get a random shot of Arkoid walking through traffic. Oh yeah, which made me write down Ark looks like a Yaoi protagonist. She does, which is like this is just a couple of a couple of general comments on character designs. Their eyes are so small. I understand. I understand that they're different. Like I have seen both a mix of um stuff that is like extreme anime that is extremely um faithful to what Uh it's adapting in terms of character styles and like um i think dress up darling and and akibis are great examples of this this season of uh bisque doll is extremely faithful to the Mm -hmm. the manga um character designs and akibis is like takes the general points and their character designer went her own way with them Mm -hmm. which i really like how uh what the akibi characters uh, anime character designer did i don't think that i don't think the tsukime anime uh characters look very good no but it's like yeah here is like oh i like you did the same thing of like you took the the basics of each character Uh and kind of redesigned them yourself and i don't like most of them uh one thing does have her long skirt that's important yes one thing that i did write down at the end of this episode but wait Oh. If if it'll send them, send them. Oh, I heard off. dropping, and I thought you were like dropping <laughs> no, 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 out no, no, or something. Dropping, dropping a couple, like <laughs> screenshots oh, of yeah. just Ark being very off model uh, in in a distant shot. So like it makes sense somewhat, but how big her <laughs> eyes? She looks like Neko Ark just without the ears. <laughs> uh huh. Just and also like stretched out. Uh, Long Neko Ark theory. <laughs> uh god can you imagine if they had just like for it just like one tiny little bit given us what neko arc would look like in this style oh. uh what if they had done cl sensei's lessons as the like <laughs> next time on? oh that would have been so good like as nice as the like dramatic poem poem reading is like oh that would have been great i really don't think the dub voice actors can carry that poetry at all <laughs> agreed <laughs> um I think Shiki looks like he's based off of the plus disc fake Shiki. <laughs> um, and like, and also a thing that I noted that I hesitate to bring up, but they flattened everyone's chest. Uh-huh. Everyone had just Fair. has less titty. I only bring it up because Ciel was so proud of how big her boobs were. Poor Ciel. It's really all she had going for her. <laughs> Oh, uh, like she doesn't even have a chest. She just has like shadows implying a chest. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like a fascinating. I understand that like anime. Yeah, sometimes sometimes the thing that you're adapting isn't influential enough to dictate that those are the character designs you go with, mm-hmm. or you just 
Yeah, don't have anyone who can draw like Takeuchi. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind uh, of surprised this is as faithful to the Tsukihime anime as it, it was. You know what I mean? Because, like, they have no power coming out of Tsukihime. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, they have like, some. Well, they, they must they, have some, Tsukihime but... was popular enough that, like, they were able to... It got an anime. Love. They were able to become a corporation afterward. Like, they were able to actually become I, Tight Moon. Like, Kigetsu Toya is released at a like tight moon fan fest yeah well yeah what i'm saying is like they're coming from a period of having no power to a point where they're like forming into something it's very easy to like take advantage of someone at that point you know what i mean and just kind of like grab up the ip rights and make something because oh yeah this is popular right now but it see it feels to me like the people who made this liked tsukihime (laughs) Uh uh-huh you know what i mean yeah can't prove that but that's just the vibes so Shiki's going home. Ciel's like chasing after him, but that doesn't come up. <laughs> yeah, she just like disappears into the void. Ciel eats spaghetti. Yes. Oh God, she eats spaghetti, and Shiki's eating curry across from her. No interaction about that at all. I didn't even see that. I was like, I knew. I thought Ciel ate spaghetti in the anime. Uh huh. Yeah. I think <laughs> but I just didn't she, notice every, it. Every every lunchtime she eats spaghetti. <sighs> I just didn't look. I guess. And it has anything on it. There were. A it's times so where funny. Their plates are completely empty, and then like one of the characters is eating. This oh. is such a funnier joke than Kagetsu Toya constantly harping on how much curry she eats is to just swap her iconic food. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and it's a very funny. Like it feels intentional uh-huh. that um, Ciel eats spaghetti and Shiki across from her is eating curry, as if to say there is curry available. Uh-huh. Ciel chose spaghetti. I I kind of figured that it was going to be a, like a early Pokemon situation where they're eating quote unquote sandwiches. Like she's yeah. clearly got curry in front of her, but the dub calls it spaghetti. No, nope. nope. that's what was in my head. But yeah, no, she just straight up has a plate of spaghetti. Anyway, um, Shiki spot. Oh wait, did you have something fun? Also at lunchtime, uh, Yumizuka and Ciel are dating. <laughs> they're making plans to go to the amusement oh, park right, together. Yeah. They, this is why I say like it feels like the anime was designed to have that amusement park episode some it's a good episode is the thing Uh somebody who likes the characters wanted the characters to get together and talk we just really wanted uh cl akiha uh arc everybody sit down and just go at each other (laughs) oh what a painful episode we'll get there um (laughs) anyway shiki spots arc read and then cut to uh just him standing over just chunks of her uh-huh. From a distance, but it's really grim. Uh, it's in the park. He kills her in the middle of the park in the middle of the day. The eye catches are fun. Yeah, I like the eye catches. The, like, add buffers. What is it? It's the, the knife and some blood. Knife and some blood, and then, and then the, the, the second glasses is with glasses the title. In, the, in, the, in a field, like, reflecting the title. Uh-huh. Right. The, the thing about the knife is that in the knife's shadow, you can see death lines. Mm. Like, oh, very Lane-esque in yeah. terms of the shadow having, like, a ton of texture mm-hmm. in a way that's really fun. So, his room is so large! Yeah, we go straight to Shiki waking up in his room after murdering <laughs> Arcoid. And uh, Akiha's scolding him, et cetera, et cetera. This is our first introduction to these characters, and they start by yelling at him. Uh-huh. Which I guess that's how um, Akiha always starts. Akiha in, in the nearside routes is nothing but yelling at Shiki. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we don't even get like a hello until like everyone's fighting. 
let's see. Shiki kind of remembers what he did, but he's like, oh, it must have been a must have been a dream. I thought that that was the only thing we were going to see of the murder mm-hmm. was going to be like the shot, the aftershot, which was kind of st- stylish. But no, no, no. We're going to see a lot of Shiki carving Arcoid up in like the most gruesome shit that we see in the whole thing. Yeah, they flash back to it and they actually have Ark running away from Shiki. Yeah, I noticed that. Like immediately I'm like, wait, full power Ark getting caught by Shiki? What? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's like the, just doesn't make any sense. But yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, like for whatever reason they wanted to have it there instead of him full on going stalker mode into her apartment to get the surprise. So like, yeah. I, I guess they thing- trying to tone down the stalker mode. I guess. But you know what? This makes Shiki look really bad. And there's no explanation. They don't even bother to try and explain what happened nope. for the uh-huh. whole rest of this. Ben, if they also tried to explain Nanoya blood, like, Jesus. this would be such a disaster of a... Honestly, uh, putting any sh- of these routes into, like, 12 episodes is an impossible is impossible, task. yeah. Yeah. Arcoid, Arcoid dying is, like, the I- most iconic moment of... <laughs> the near side routes i feel like and I, yes. there's no way you could cut it but also if you can't explain it i feel like you should just cut it uh-huh yep. um well but we're back to like this is not made for people to yeah. watch on its own yes no it so from from my friend watching it just like no i had to like explain so much this was not uh-huh. for people to be introduced to the series uh we get a scene of hell dinner <laughs> <laughs> where Akiya just yells at him and the maids are standing around. Um, Nobody happy in that room? No, everyone's miserable. And then, like, we start getting very explicit, like, oh, remember this scene? Hisui's coming to change the blankets. Uh-huh. We have to talk about the TV. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He is wearing those sex pajamas, but they've morphed into an outfit that makes sense. Uh... <laughs> Which is fascinating, because it's not just like a weird orange and blue tunic anymore. He's wearing a blue shirt over an orange shirt. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it's like still kind of weird, but like the colors are muted enough that it doesn't look completely deranged. Oh, right. Yeah, this is probably a fine time to talk about this. Um, And it'll come up again on the amusement park episode. But all of the characters in this are like 25 to 30. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Based on the outfits that they wear. Uh-huh. Like, none of... And also their designs. Yeah. None of them look like teenagers. Not even a little They're bit. fully grown adults. They're fully grown adults, like, not... Yeah. They're well out of out of college at this point, like... To be fair, the sex pajama outfit was something that I know a lot of guys in high school, in the, like, the years this was made, were wearing. The short sleeve shirt on top of a long yeah. sleeve shirt. That's the one jeans. outfit. Shiki's the but, only yeah, kid. Arcoid really does feel like a 30-year-old woman in this more oh, than yeah. normal. Yep. Uh, uh, CL calling herself, uh, like, innocent co-ed or whatever was a real, oh, like, yeah. 40-year-old aunt moment. <laughs> Which, like, the, the subtitling for that same translation was so weird for because it, it was like, eh, I want to live my life as a junior student for a while longer. And it's like, but wait... But you're Junior? the you're the older. Like, what are what is this meaning here? <laughs> so at least coed made a little more sense, but it was still very out of place. <laughs> coed is just such a funny thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of interesting uh, word choices in both the dub and the subtitling. 
we get a lot of Akiha practicing violin, which we I think she's she pl- does violin in the visual novel, but what? we don't ever see it. I think it's mentioned yeah, like they once. Mention, like that's one of her uh, many lessons. things. Okay, many, many lessons. I remembered piano, but that could be something else. I think she does both. Uh, Shiki sneaks out. Uh, Fan, why is Shiki sneaking out? He wants to read Shonen. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I was looking. So he wants to go to a convenience store Uh and like buy some stuff. I was looking. I was like, okay, is he buying porn? Uh No, it's a bunch of like uh, action manga. Uh huh. Um. Oh yeah. CL's watching him from a light post as she loves to do. Mm -hmm. Uh. And then uh, she nearly murders him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she like it's a very cool scene where she just shows up and stabs Black Keys through the vending machine next to his head. Here's the thing, Ben. It looks cool. Yeah. There's no no explanation for why it happens. For why it happens. This is a if the whole anime was this, was just like barely connected scenes where cool like visuals happen where they didn't even bother trying to explain it, I would be much happier, Ben. If the oh, I don't know what their resources were for this, because there are literally like scenes where it goes for it feels like a full minute and like you get two frames of animation of a lip maybe moving (laughs) and there are times where it looks like the lips aren't even moving and they're just holding on a still picture like (laughs) i wish they could have done that is probably one of the cooler scenes of her stabbing the Uh uh, vending machine because you actually see the whole action there most of the others are just hard cuts he shiki just cowers and then she's like uh and then walks away (laughs) disappears he collapses again and wakes up in bed again. Shiki loves to do this. He's fast traveling. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's one of those systems, you know, where every death you don't you uh like the game continues. You don't have to reload a save. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just like it's the nemesis system. CL's now powered up. He's in a Souls game and just trying to death warp back. Uh huh. I I have a note that like. This show make, does a great job of, much like the Tsukihime visual novel, making every girl seem extremely suspicious, except Hisui. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> Hisui is not at all suspicious, man. Yeah, no, Hisui is just normal. That's the thing, is the whole time with Hisui is you're expecting the twist to be like, she's not normal. But no, she's just the most normal of all. The most normal girl until they introduce to this new Yumitsuka. Uh-huh. Even more normal. Finally, a normal girl in Tsukihime. <laughs> I don't like it. So, Shiki bursts in on Akiya and is like, oh, I saw a murder. And Kohaku is like, oh, you must have dreamed that. Don't even worry about it. They don't get into Kohaku's business at all, but they certainly do get a vibe over that she's scheming something. This yeah. made me realize that it's entirely possible that Kohaku brought him back to the mansion and washed his clothes, and then just lied about finding him not covered in blood. I could believe that. When he wakes up, it cuts over to his uniform to show that it has no blood on it, despite him falling into a puddle of blood. Yeah. I I just hadn't at all, like, I hadn't gone back in my mind and been like, oh, right. Of course it makes sense that that Kahaku would have, like, covered for him. Uh, It would have been so fascinating if they took, like, a hard left turn into evil Kohaku. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I honestly, I would love it if they did it and didn't go the cartoonish way Melty Blood and everything does. Like, uh huh. I, I love Akiha, or sorry, Kohaku being able to scheme and just be like evil because she has reason to. Uh huh. <laughs> but I don't yeah. like it going full cartoon. 
This is why I really like the Kohaku route, and I'm upset every time I see Kohaku outside of real Tsukihime. Yep. Uh-huh. Same. Shiki uh, goes to the park for some reason, probably to like look at uh, the place where he did a murder, and Arkwit is hanging on a swing set uh, and greets him and does like this really good evil smile. Yes. I love Arkwit. She's great. This is oh. a great scene. Ben? We did we did skip over uh he sweet cleaning his room, finding all of his shonen, and then presenting it to <laughs> a key reporting him. That's very, very funny. <laughs> yeah, he sweet's a huge narc for the first couple of episodes, uh-huh. and then she gets cool. Yeah. You know, maybe this is kind of fucked up. I keep reporting you all of hmm. Uh-huh. I got you. Okay. That's the end of that episode. And let's uh, talk about the end credits real quick. Uh, it's Arkwid dancing, standing on some water, wearing mm-hmm. her like princess outfit. Mm-hmm. I like that dress. Yeah, nothing yeah. else to say about the end credits. It's not as cool as the opening. No, I like the opening's the like the opening is incredible. There's a there's a shot where like four four in, uh, notes play and people pop into chairs, like, just appear was, in like these so chairs that are. Timed. It rules. Yeah, that's great. And all four of them look so like forlorn and downcast too. Like it's just yeah, it's, it's such a vibe. The opening is so fun because it's like, oh, this is just the entire thematic core of Arkaweed's route, uh-huh. which is like, it is her falling off of a building as like chains break around her. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh yeah, that's 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 her route mm-hmm. is her giving up, like kind of tethering herself to the castle and like giving into real life and like spending time with. People. Yeah, it is the castle that she's falling off of. Yeah, yeah, Blending yeah. Castle. First episode was translated as, I think, inverted impulses. Mm-hmm. Reversal. Which, reversal impulse was the one I had. <laughs> fascinating. Inversion impulse. I, I was telling this to Fen. I don't know that I can really stand for a lot of the type moon localization choice. I don't know if it's all very good, but some of the phrases they really nailed, right? Yes. Inversion impulse is the best version of that. Yes. Like, inversion has such a different meaning like in in literally it has a different meaning but just like the vibe of it just has a great mouthful flipping yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's like um flipping a card versus inverting the colors of a photograph yeah it's much better next episode is black beast i don't think that was translated differently nope and i immediately noted wait are we already getting narrow yeah yeah episode two is the the hotel i think yep uh cut oh yeah right shiki every episode starts with like a good like 30 seconds to a minute of the last episode (laughs) to fill more time i guess yep so yeah arc is on the swing set she gives that evil smile and uh she starts listing all of the different sections of her body that he chopped her into Uh what a great scene (laughs) what a horrible it makes him look like such a fucking monster there's something about the way she ends with, and all of the toes on my left foot. <laughs> it's just like, just, oh. Mm. Such a good way to wrap that up. Yeah, and Shiki looks like such a craven little freak, too, because he just runs. He runs and screams and, like, is so pitiful looking. Like, yeah, if you are a serial killer and you killed someone and they came back the next day, that might be how you react, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Ben? He runs to school. Right, right, right. Instead of going to the straight to the alley, he runs to school, which is a very funny difference. 
Which... Well, and, and she actually runs after him instead of having the whole Michael Myers, like, slow walking behind him but never getting further away. Uh-huh. uh-huh. She's in pain. Yes. It, it, like, shows that she's in pain. Well, an interesting thing in the visual novel is that, like, Arqueed seems f- totally fine until she doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. This is doing more, like, they they can't... They don't have time for that, right? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. using visual to try and fill the gaps of what they have. Uh, yeah, Shiki's like looking out the window of the classroom for her and doesn't see her. And then Artahiko grabs him and he fucking screams. And Artahiko's like, whoa, what the fuck was that? This is where I processed that her name in this is Yumitsuka. Yumitsuka. Fucked Which up. I also processed, like, we haven't heard Shiki's name said by anyone before. So I was like, oh, right, of course it would be Shiki. Mm-hmm. Like, you just kind of swallow the eye. Mm. Shiki. Uh, Shiki. I don't like it as much. Um, the dub, of course, says, like, Shiki. Shiki. But. We are the dub. Like, she would be Shiki mm. versus Shiki. Uh, let's see. Yumizuko, he says something about being chased and, like, Yumizuko's gonna report it and he's like, no, 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 no. I, no, I don't want, I don't want any cops looking into this. Ben, can you just say Yumizuko on on its own for me real quick so I can dub over every time you say Yumizuko? (laughs) (laughs) Yumizuko Satsuki. (laughs) You can dub it over with her full title. (laughs) That's a lie. It's a different character, so. Ben and I are doing a new editing process where i do a like first pass that is insert music and then hand it to ben with markers and stuff in it so uh-huh. that Ben can just go wild on yes it, but, so yeah. i'm going to do terrible things to fen's audio <laughs> uh yeah i guessed at this point like oh yumizuka is just gonna be played totally straight uh and i ended up being right although i had hope for a little while that we were gonna see vampire yumizuka i was yeah, I hadn't considered that she would be around for the rest of this anime. Uh-huh, especially Spoilers, what happens today. So Shiki's all nervous all day. Um, oh, yeah, he asks, he does the thing where he asks CL if she does cosplay, and she, I think she was she, much cooler about it in the uh, visual novel. Here she, like, kind of screams and everyone looks at her. Yeah, I guess that's, like, the start of the gag of her just getting very loud in the cafeteria. Uh-huh, it is kind I, of funny. Yeah, I think that also a, a bit from the shoutouts to Scanline Media and Oops All Anime. They did a thing on on the first three episodes of this before we got to it. Uh-huh. Um, I did not listen to that. I can't wait. I'm going to listen to it now. I think I, listening to that, I was like, I don't know, y'all. You're way too high on this. I've heard it's terrible. Is, he has great um, lives. But... Then coming out of this, I was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, this this ended up pretty okay." But the first three the, episodes is a good slice, right? Part of the thing with that is like, especially in the early two thousands, it's like asking somebody, "Hey, so are you into like S and M, huh?" <laughs> uh, is like, "Are you into cosplay?" Uh, it's a very like, uh, which you hadn't switched over to the dub yet, right? No. no. Okay, there. Uh, he doesn't say cosplay. He's like, "Are you into wearing costumes?" okay that Which uh-huh i was just sitting there one wondering like wait i feel like i remember us saying cosplay around back then uh-huh but also just i guess saying it that way like explicitly stating are you into wearing costumes is a little <laughs> more uncomfortable <laughs> uh-huh if somebody mm-hmm. were to ask that yeah i feel like in the visual novel she's very like no i'm not the kind of person that would do that right mm-hmm. you know yeah. very like leadingly 
Yumizuka walks home with him. We get the Yumizuka walk home thing. Yeah. And she's like, it's my birthday. My parents are bringing me to a fancy restaurant. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And she's like, at a hotel. And I was like, oh. At this oh, hotel, she's dead. this low-budget show decided to actually draw out. Uh, um, ben broke out laughing. And I was like, I don't. Is it? what what famous italian restaurant do we know <laughs> like why is it oh it's the hotel it's a hotel we even get a flashback to shiki saving her in a much more inex saving her from the the storage closet uh-huh. when they were kids yeah. in a much more inexplicable way in a way that doesn't make any sense at all the rest like, of the club she's, isn't there she's clearly still in love with him uh-huh um but like a lot of her affection for him came from he rescued her and then he stuck around and like patted her on the head and was like yeah. hey you should go home and like eat some um i don't remember but like red bean soup uh-huh because it was around new year's and she's like oh yeah you cared about uh-huh. me and I also you now i've imprinted all upon you like a little duckling <laughs> and also it's the like everyone else is there too but she's the only one who knows what he's really like is yeah. also an element yeah. and in this she's just first of all she's alone and second of all someone padlocked her into that room who the fuck did that <laughs> yeah i do like the uh, effect of uh the padlock like inexplicably cut uh-huh. Oh, that perfect cut on it was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time Shiki cuts something up, it looks dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a way weirder. It feels like a like some of some of the choices I can explain. Like, oh yeah, of course she's in there by herself because it means they don't have to draw three more characters. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why a padlock, and why does he just leave? It is visually cool, the padlock, in a way that, like, oh, the hinge on the door would be harder to do. Yeah. It just, like, this, this, there are some, there are a lot of choices that are, like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna exactly uh, animate the scene from the visual novel, and you're <laughs> gonna see it, and people are gonna be moving around and talking. You get a and lot then, of close-ups of that swing swinging. Uh, <laughs> and then there are other scenes like this one that are just, like, this is clearly made for people who it feels like it's made for people who have seen the visual or read the visual novel. Why is this so different? This feels like a choice made to infuriate people who have read the visual <laughs> novel. It's uh. just a way to get to the same point so much faster, especially in such a normal girl way. Just like, mm-hmm. oh no, he saved me, and that's like just enough, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, her character is really not there in this. Like, she I guess is it also- just the girl next door. It sells him as like a cool dude, which like is capital not, C, yeah. capital which, G, yeah. cool dude. Yeah, and like none of her like death fascination exists in this. Yeah. Like, wait, there's no time for that. It would have been very, very funny if they had just gone all in and done the Yumizuka route as this anime. That would have been so good. That would have been incredible. So it, it is worth noting that I I think that uh, Nasu is credited as like original work credit to nasu uh-huh. uh and then none of type moon is like credited on yeah. the, the writing team yeah if you look at the what is it the read Tsukihime website thing where they try mm-hmm. and get people to read Tsukihime, they make a note about the anime where there's like this apocryphal lore that like the director didn't even read the story at all so huh yeah i would believe and that the I, director didn't read the yeah. story at all I didn't the script writer clearly that, did yeah because it oh there's yeah. yeah there's so much in here that there's so much texture yeah fits to the visual novel like the parts that are good pull straight from it 
mm-hmm. or reference it or are playing on it. Like it is so referential to the text that I can't believe that nobody read it. I yeah, I think that's what I mean by like I I would believe that the director, someone like more interested in mm. pacing and like overall style didn't need to read it uh-huh. and was more interested in like okay what looks good on a screen yeah um but yeah there were definitely people on that team who read it because yeah. yeah no way to uh-huh <laughs> reference things so closely yep. um but yeah. It, yeah i just like it's such a different vibe of like again it's like getting at shiki's a, a cool dude by like saving her and then walking away not uh-huh. waiting for like thanks or whatever but it reads so differently because so much of that scene is like oh he's caring and he stuck around yeah like yeah he saved her but it was also the like little stuff that he did yeah yeah, yeah. and also the fact that he has the vibe of a murderer mm-hmm. <laughs> uh let's see Shiki is so non-threatening in this. It's so funny. Because, yeah. like, he really did chop Arcweed into pieces very, very early on. And yet I'm still looking at him like he's the most wet noodle-like guy in the world. He doesn't sell being that threatening was, very well. That was his one moment of, like, oh, yeah, we got, like, a close-up and, like, heartbeat noises. And, like, clearly he lost control. Mm-hmm. And then every other time he's just, like, a little wimp noodle. He's a little noodle man. Yep. So... They split up after Yumizuka does the whole please save me very soon thing. Which is, this is the first time that I was like, oh, you're trying to combine too much into one anime. Like, you can't do Yumizuka literally saying please save me in the middle of, like, nearside routes. It totally works if she's just just a friend who dies, right? Yeah. She's not going to die, Uh which is weird. I like her being around... It's she creates some fun stuff, I guess, but she's not really. She's the Yumizuka I was afraid we would get in the Yumizuka route, which is yes. n- a normal ass girl caught up in supernatural shit. Whereas what I really want is just the two murder perverts. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. So I maintain that I think that we would have gotten murder murder pervert. I do Yumizuka. think I do think you're right now. Um. I, but there is a version of that where Yumizuka is an ordinary girl. Shiki has to save from yeah. evil. Between what is it, Drinking Dreaming Moon, mm-hmm. or the the like alternate version of that, and this, it feels like no one who likes Yumizuka likes her for the same reasons that we do. Yes, like everyone's like, oh yeah, childhood friend. So That's weird. So That's not what I get from her character at all. Con, the con <laughs> game writer knew what's up. Uh huh. <laughs> He gets to the mansion and Arcoid is leaning against the gate and is like, "Hey." He sweet sees him him like run away and Arcoid chase after him. Uh-huh. And uh, goes and narks on him immediately. And I love that she doesn't like bring up like, "Oh, he ran away from this girl." No, <laughs> yeah. he left with this girl. <laughs> He's sweet. <laughs> He's sweet. Uh, he makes it to Murder Alley. Arc shows up and like throws his bag at him cuz he dropped his bag. That's very funny. And she's like, ah, uh, well, I came back to life. You know, I'm not totally human. Good. The alley looks way less cool. It's just an alley, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like a normal alley. It's like a creepy, weird... It feels almost like there's a roof on that alley uh-huh. in it's in like the game. It's a little too wide. It's a little too open. Here. Yeah. It feels like, oh, yeah, it's just like between a couple of buildings and it's... There's something really special. I miss mm-hmm. the I miss the creepy atmosphere of... Yeah, but we don't see Murder Alley very much in this. This is like a cameo appearance. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we got a murder parking garage as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They get attacked by dogs. Arkweed kills them easily. Uh, and then is like, oh, oof, ouch, I'm hurt. And she's like, he he does the whole thing. Oh, no, I don't want to help you. This goes on for so much longer in this. Shiki, I feel like Shiki is kind of begrudgingly going to help her pretty early in the visual novel. And here, he bitches about it for so, so long. Mm-hmm. It, part of it is like the flashback issue and moving the conversations around. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, from here in the visual novel, we go to the hotel where they actually have a conversation and mm-hmm. they delay that conversation about the death lines and seeing mm-hmm. his glasses and all that until at least one episode later. Yeah, we get like Ark sleeping and then he like gets, we get the flashback to her talking about being a vampire and all the different type. Do we even get the types of vampire? No, we don't even. <laughs> No, she just I explains she's hunting a vampire. Character. Yeah, there's some there's some fascinating like re there's a mix of we're just going to skip stuff and then flash back to it later and we're just going to reorder events. Uh-huh. And we're not really going to pick and choose between the two. We're just going to do a bunch of both. Uh-huh. There there's something that happens in Murder Alley that is something that recurs in this that I don't I don't like, but I I get it's a resource issue is the way they make it look, it looks like Ark is killing everything with her marble fa- phantasm. Mm. Like it is, she gets the flash of the gold eyes. It usually doesn't look like she physically touches the things at all. Maybe she has a pose that looks like she threw them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like it it looks like she's killing them with magic at most. Or there's so much context missing that you can't really piece together. The gold eyes thing is so interesting because gold eyes mean something very, very specific in the tsukihime visual novel it means she's using her mystic eyes of enchantment yep is that it yes 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 or or at least when she's going feral because sometimes they pop up before she freezes Mm -hmm. shiki or whatever but yeah yeah. but typically they're involved with her i i think they're called her golden eyes of, of enchantment at one point okay um so i wish that they could just do the cool saturated red too Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not yes. just use the gold eyes constantly. It, it is like the one cool looking thing that they have. It is very cool. I but like, again, they could the just do bright red eyes. Yeah. Galera. yeah. So let's see. Uh, Chaos arrives in the hotel. Arkweed wakes up and is like, ah, we got to get out of here. A um, bunch of people get killed. I guess he eats them later. There's just a lot of bodies lying around. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not as... It's it's pretty like oh there's a lot of dead people around. It's not horrible and gruesome to the way that the hallway scene is in. Yeah, I also like the like amount of liquid involved when uh-huh. he describes that hallway in yes. Tsukime. Yeah, like I don't know how real how much I don't think that there's that much blood and human bodies to really make that make sense. But it's sick uh-huh. in a way that this isn't. It's just a bunch of wet like dead guys. I think it's also I. We get a glimpse of Chaos's design, and I like it way less. Yeah. Because he's just a mouth. Like, his tummy is just a mouth. Yeah, that it's happens like blood too. He just kind of has a mouth. Yeah. Thing. It's not like a weird, like, amorphous kind of... Like, it's not like looking into pitch black. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, there's just a mouth in there, and, like, stuff kind of pops out. But it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't look cool. It doesn't really sell that he is made up of his familiars. Yeah. yeah. It is very funny whenever a dog face pokes out of his tummy, though. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I do like Shiki running away and Arkweed like crushing a dog's head that's trying to yes. that's biting him. That's mm-hmm. very cool. And then like the elevator shows up and it's just full of bodies. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Chaos shows up and says Arkweed's name. Uh, Shiki runs at Chaos. Ark gets bit. You know. And uh, they manage to get in the elevator. They they chop off Chaos's arm as he's like reaching into the elevator. No elevator would close on your arm like that. It would open again. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, oh yeah 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 that part. <laughs> but uh-huh. it it also just disintegrates instead of like what we see with his arm later of it turning into one of the familiars. Uh huh. Shiki cut it off though, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, yeah. And when Chaos's arm regenerates on his body, it does regenerate with a glove on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he can make clothes, I guess. Or do you think he just has a lot of gloves in his pockets? I like that. <laughs> All his pockets are just full of gloves. <laughs> Got big pockets on that jacket. So there's more dead people in the lobby. I kept waiting for him to see you, Mizuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. still like I don't want to fight you uh, fight I don't want to f- help you fight and she's like you're gonna get murdered chaos isn't gonna let you live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what were you gonna say fan I just hadn't at all like the Yumizuka saying please come save me as someone who's read the VN I was like okay yeah she has to have died like yeah. there's no reason to have that conversation and not have her die to mm-hmm. like so that Shiki can feel guilty. And her having like a strong, such a strong feeling about that. Like, yes, please save me. She was at risk with this, even if she wasn't actually there. And then like, it never gets brought up again. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, I don't like them calling it the eyes of the Shinigami. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I am glad that they used the proper name. <laughs> Yes. I get that the it's a similar vibe. I don't know why. You know what? Shinigami is so heavily associated with Death Note for me that I just mm-hmm. think it's uncool. Well, <laughs> also, in the VN, wasn't there a whole, like, you have eyes of death. Oh, no, you have eyes of death perception. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. they make that distinction in yeah. there at some point. And in here, they, they just muddle it. Like, I think they say death yeah. perception first and then eyes of death. Yeah. Which might have been yeah. the Shinigami one. I That's it for episode two. Episode three is called Mystic Eyes of Death Perception. And I have in my notes, Mystic Eyes of Depth Perception. <laughs> um, Shiki wakes up in Arkweed's apartment. Arkweed has uh, brought food to cook for him, Delicious. I guess. Uh, he's still being a pouty baby. She mm. successfully bandages him. She got what looks like grape juice and cereal. She drinks g- grape juice, which is fun. <laughs> she drinks grape Fanta. Grape Fanta. <laughs> it says Fanta on the label. She's drinking grape soda, I see. Yeah. Um, Sparkly blood. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Kohaku is stirring shit up at the mansion, trying to get uh, Okiha riled up, which is fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's not eating the food. Arkwood made him food. I don't know what's wrong with yeah. it, but he's refusing to eat it. 
he's acting like it's absolutely disgusting, but like visually it looked fine. I don't know what is there enough to know what's wrong. With I it. wish that there was some more to that gag because Arkweed not being able to cook, I believe, is canon and funny. Uh huh. Yeah, just, just like the whole thing was like she wasn't able to properly bandage. Like, wasn't it she like wrapped herself in packing tape for her wound? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so upset about that. It's so it's funny. Just smooth the whole thing over. Uh huh. I thought at first that she just got him like a couple different kinds of cereal because, like, what do humans eat? I don't know. This box says food. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they kind of do that gag later when she just buys every single one of every single kind yeah. of medicine at a pharmacy. <laughs> so let's see. She calls him a natural born killer, which is always good. Not, not really expanded on in this. No. Uh, then they're at lunch with Ciel and Arihiko. We're at lunch. We're at lunch with Arihiko. Not being a visual novel means that they can do scenes without Shiki there. Uh huh. Or not being a visual novel in this style. This is like, yeah, it's worth. We're about to play Stay Night where Uh Nasu gets gets figures out a way to do scenes without the protagonist being there. Yeah. uh, Which is fun, but yeah, for for now, it's everything. Ciel and Arihiko are eating together. Yumizuka is also missing. Hmm. Uh, there's like the news is like talking about the America's peacekeeping mission in the Middle East and how it's making yep. progress. <laughs> what a wild, like what topical a, thing to, to bring like, just up. throw in there. It's like, they should have just put a mission the mission accomplished banner oh. on the screen or something <laughs> like that. When is this in time? Is it like it's 2003. Is this yeah, like a it oh? Released in 2003, and I think take place takes place in 99. Wait. <laughs> oh, what's going on in 99 in the Middle East? I was seven years old in 99. It's pre invasion of Afghanistan. I'm wondering. Mm. The thing that I'm wondering is: is this like a weirdly uncritical, like oh, America's doing good work in the Middle East, or does this come out after America, like clearly and like cleanly fucks up and it's like a tongue-in-cheek joke about how much america sucks i think 2003 is at least in the u.s i can't speak to japanese Uh politics uh is the war in iraq is still pretty popular Mm -hmm. so it's Um, probably an unironic thing yeah oh jeez. okay so weird thing now we finally get the flashback to shiki cutting down the tree for alco except for he just cuts a bug and like Mm -hmm. a branch and she still hits him uh but also like it's not just the line he traces that splits too like he traces the that line that goes across the bug and the branch and then like a branching line off of that also splits yeah it's weird also it that scene makes it look like he's projecting those lines onto things because the bug and the branch share a because line it perfectly mm-hmm. lines up yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We get the Alco thing where he's like, oh, uh, don't do that ever again until the time comes. Back to present time. The news is just listing the names of the missing, which includes Yumizuka Satsuki. Mm-hmm. And her parents. And her parents. Uh-huh. Like, a hundred people missing. Same thing where Chaos must have just gone back through and eaten the rest of the bodies, I guess. Because there are bodies everywhere. He leaves his familiars behind. Yeah, yeah. lunch. So yeah, Shiki's furious about it. Ark's like, well, people die. I don't really see what the big deal is. <laughs> <laughs> I love Arkweed. Uh-huh. It's done is done. 
Yeah, and he's like, okay, I'm ready to do a fight now. And now we get some information about dead apostles versus true ancestors and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. Ark is drinking the j- grape juice. Uh, and he starts talking about his eyes and decides to demonstrate them for Arkweed on Cherkun. Yeah, Poor Cherkun. Hasn't Cherkun been through enough? Chair. It is so, such a funny scene. Shiki standing there menacing a chair with the knife as like scary music plays. <laughs> it's so good. I, I go back and forth on if I like the stylization that it happens multiple times of him being able to just slowly trace out each of the lines and it doesn't uh-huh. break until he's done. Yeah. I, I go I think back it's and like, forth on that. Yeah, it leads to a like a visually pleasing thing exactly. of like, uh-huh. oh, and then the chair falls apart in a bunch of like very, very clean cuts. I guess the um, thing is like, if you don't, the cuts are so clean that if you don't disturb it, it just stays up. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, most, you could most argue of other that. other things typically just immediately fall off. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, I do, I do like that specifically he barely, he doesn't like stick the knife through the chair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's just tracing the line and, the li- and then it falls apart. Mm-hmm. Ark talks about what his eye, how his eyes work and then tries to take the glasses. Mm-hmm. There's not as much spirit to Arkweed in this. No. Really. Like, there's not a lot of playfulness in the same way. She tries, but she just can't sell it in the same mm-hmm. way. That art, her, no one's expressions go f- far enough to sell what yeah. they're feeling mm-hmm. in the way that Takeuchi's art does. It's the same, like, very muted aesthetic the entire show has. Yeah. Like, in their performances, in the character expression, all of it. Which... Yeah, she just has, like, kind it's always like a distant like kind of sad smile on everyone all the time which i is good but it doesn't sell arkweed's like big personality yeah yeah it needs the contrast there and it is lacking in most of the show uh let's see we get a scene of cl and adahiko calling the mansion looking for shiki and akiha's like oh uh, is he was he missing last night too? And like Adahiko tries to badly cover for him. I was like, no, no, no. He was hanging out with me all day. I was just wondering where he was today. Mm-hmm. Um, could have gotten his friend killed, not like sharing information if he went missing. That's <laughs> but fine. he's doing his best to be a bro. I understand. Uh, let's see. Boss fight in the park. Uh, Chaos is there with his bird. Uh, there's a monologue. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much just the the fight. You know what I mean? CL on the uh, post it, overlooking. It makes Chaos look like a real chump, though. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think part of it is just, like, they, for whatever reason, aren't able to an- animate all the variety of animals he has. Yeah, it's very short. It's very clipped. Uh, He just kind of gets, he just, like, jumps and is like, don't make fun of me, and then gets stabbed and dies. Yeah, I, I don't know how his arm comes off during that, either. It's just, uh-huh. it comes off and shatters into pieces. While uh-huh. he's like jumping at Cheeky and then just like falls into the blade. Yeah. yeah. It feels like they don't have time for yeah. a proper fight. Um Well, in that case, again, in the camp of you should have just made this more divergent, why not just cut chaos entirely? He's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought I had hoped briefly that Yumizuka would be the villain of <laughs> would be the mid boss. Oh, that would be so fun. It would be so much more fun. And like she I like chaos to an extent. But I think that Yumizuka's got more interesting stuff to her character. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Chaos feels like better for introducing more of the deeper lore, but like 
They're not Mizuka doing that is, here, yeah. Yeah, they're cutting so much of that. New Mizuka is a lot more personal here, so like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. give her the time. It the one the one part that stuck out to me of this is the bit where it turns into tentacle porn, as <laughs> yeah. uh, very briefly, yeah. Chaos's There's... severed arm turns into a bunch of tentacles and restrains Arcoid. Three separate snakes uh-huh. around her mm-hmm. instead yeah. of what was it, in the visual novel. It turns into a like blob that's slowly consuming her right yeah i think she gets pinned under the blob i think she's consumed pretty much immediately and is being dissolved inside it Mm -hmm. okay pretty sure because i think she can't talk during that section yeah that might be that sounds right yeah um yeah which would be hard to animate yeah yeah this isn't this isn't paranoia agent (laughs) what a good anime great anime Uh, that's episode three. Episode four, Garden of a Cradle. <laughs> cradle Garden, which is uh, an Akiha uh, day, is a great title. Garden of a Cradle th- is not. No. Yeah, I remember calling out Cradle Garden being like, oh, what a sick title. This is where we switched to dubs. And we did switch to dubs. I. The voices are so... The voices, much, you know what? In a way, they match this anime because they have very, very muted emotions that don't change very much. <laughs> There's a couple points where, like, some emotion fl- comes into the dough. It, it's a thing, right? Where I don't act, I can't understand Japanese enough to understand what people are saying moment to moment beyond, like, catching the occasional word, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a harder time judging how the quality of subs. Of, like, the original Japanese. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I think it was, like, because I do like the dub a little bit more, and that's Uh probably just because of that, uh, like, I think both of them are giving subtle performances, and I can't catch that in the Japanese at all. Uh Uh-huh. And so even if the dub is muted, and maybe not the best, but I'm able to catch the nuance that they're going for. Ironically, I think that uh, Roa's voice actor is one of the better (laughs) one of the ones that has most, more, like, um feeling coming through yes Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are just sort of reading their lines it feels Mm -hmm. like and at times there's there's a couple lines for arcweed that stood out for me where i was like oh yeah that actually felt like something uh but a lot of times just listening to these people stiltedly read like nasu (laughs) or like translated nasu stuff is very funny to me um I did briefly imagine a world in which they had localized the names, like early Yu-Gi-Oh style. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Shiki's best friend, Joey. (laughs) Oh, no. Just to go along with calling curry spaghetti. Well, then, would they they localize Shiki's name to something like Killy? (laughs) Like, it would be like something like Sean. They'd probably keep the letter. Okay. Akiha would be like Alice. I hate this. <laughs> like all of their names are incredibly on the nose. Yeah, they are also, very I on like, the nose. I like that. Hisui and Kohaku, they just do amber and sapphire or something like that. <laughs> it's Jade. There we go, Jade. You're right though that her eyes look more blue than green. They're blue. Yeah, I thought doesn't Hisui have to do with blue or jade jade is her name 
Okay. Uh-huh. Which, again, is like a Japanese thing where there's not as much of a division between blue and green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shiki stumbles home, collapses at the mansion gate. He's found by Hisui. Hisui gives like a weird monologue about how much twins her and Kohaku are, which is very funny, a very funny thing to just say. Oh. Well, in, real quick. Was... Oh, go for it. Sorry. I looked up Hisui because I was curious. Um, it also means kingfisher and a beautiful lustrous color similar to that of a kingfisher's feathers. Huh. Which kingfishers are blue. Ah. Hmm. I think she her the kanji uses jade. Yeah. Mhm. But uh that's interesting. Mhm. Like yeah, the the hiragana hisui can be can, can be used for yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I have the quote written down officially. She's my identical twin sister. Like <laughs> officially? <laughs> what, what are you waving away here? It's such a weird th- scene. Like they look uh, First of all, why not explain that they're twins earlier? <laughs> what do you mean if them? you're going to do it or why even bring it up? That they are twins isn't important because they don't really look identical here, you know what I mean? And yeah. there is no maid swap, so it doesn't matter. Mhm. Yep. So Akiha is mad. Kohaku gives Shiki a plate of fish for breakfast. And this is the point where I was like, every single person in this dub, every girl sounds like it's played by the same girl doing yes. different voices. It's very funny. They're all different. But they got they were like doing a casting call where they found the most similar sounding girls in the world to dub this. 75% yes. of the time, Arkaweed sounds like Masato from Ava. <laughs> I could see that from the... That's good. Oh, jeez. Akiha yells at Shiki a lot. Shiki, like, trips over Arihiko's attempted bro cover-up. Akiha now thinks that he was out philandering because of Hisui's (laughs) ratting out. Uh, And then it's time for the welcome home Shiki party. I'm sorry? (laughs) Kogu steps in to, like, save Shiki from getting yelled at more. It doesn't feel good like the introduction of the idea of the party feels very stilted Mm -hmm. and then it's just not the party it's also well it's also a school day yeah it's also a school day the part the bit of the of the welcome party is like oh and then shiki goes and hangs out with one of the mansion people to like oh i'm gonna spend time with you and then we're gonna have a party all together oh and this is like imagine if they if they had been like yes we're gonna do that and uh the scene that we're going to choose is kohaku's finger (laughs) honestly like i i've i've wanted that scene that would have been incredible so good give me okay here's a cursed idea that i also kind of love yeah just give me the kohaku route like the most incomprehensible stuff if you haven't played the VN mm-hmm. that is just entirely wrap up of every other route, but just animate that. Yeah. Nothing else. Just straight into the deep end. But I would want from the Hisui route the one scene where he sees the back of Arkweed's head or whatever, or maybe that's yeah. from the Akiha uh-huh. route, and just doesn't explain who she is or why she's there or why she's notable, but she looks notable. Oh, perfect. So... Shiki says he'll be back by six to Hisui, which is always a lie, but not isn't in this case. Shiki gets back to school. He thinks about murdering people. Yumizuka's here. I was very excited briefly because I was like, vampire Yumizuka. And then Fen pointed out that she was standing in sunlight. Uh-huh. 
I was like, like I was like, maybe they could still do this. The camera this pans up to show the sun. Uh-huh. Uh and it's like okay yeah it's she's very clearly because then a cloud covers the sun and it's like okay you're you're very clearly saying no she's not a vampire um although it's they very never funny exactly that, say in this show that vampires can't go out during sunlight no, they just but, say like oh they only operate at night yeah yeah it is very funny that yumizuka haunts him on his way to school and then like we get there and it's like oh never oh, mind she's fine, she's fine. very weird yeah, she got sick and didn't go, actually. And that's why she was out the next uh-huh. day. I'm so glad that they kept Shiki being overconfident about yes. no, there being no more vampire attacks. Uh-huh. And also we get the, like, Shiki, you shouldn't play outside at night kind uh-huh. of line. They make fun of uh, Shiki for a girl being uh, oh, having yeah. a girlfriend. He, like, runs away from them. Yeah. Oh, and... Shinsatsuki yeah. has a bento, like, implying she made a bento for him. Yeah, yeah, she made him lunch and, like, oh. she sadly covers it up yeah uh back at the mansion and the party isn't really a party except for that the maids are allowed to sit at the table with them which <laughs> is so very funny. funny uh he's and kaku talk in sync in possibly the creepiest scene <laughs> in this entire show <laughs> what do they even say i don't remember i don't remember is it they say something to Shiki and like their voices are almost entirely in sync, but like a little disjointed. Yeah. And it's like, ah, this is that. <laughs> I don't like this. Um, yeah, no, the party, the party is one of my favorite scenes every time in the far side mm-hmm. roots. It's really good every time. And then this is not that. <laughs> this is like the, the ref. They can't have them drinking alcohol. <sighs> So it's just nothing. There's no energy to it at all. There's no like justification for them actually letting loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and thus they do not let loose. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is the Fate Moon Archive continues to be against underage drinking, except it's sick. Except when... for that it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Neither Ben or I drink. No, I don't uh, like alcohol. I hate so alcohol. I I feel. I feel solid in my stance of I like it when Shiki and the mansion crew. It's great do when they underage do it. drinking. I am fully in support of underage drinking for characters who are not real people. Yes, I'll just come out and say it. It is a great plot device. You have characters frozen in place, not making progress. It's a uh huh. It gets them to move forward. It's mm-hmm. just so wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's such yeah, a teen you- thing. And you get so much, like, just characterization from how they're handling it, too. Uh-huh. Like, Akiha with the neat whiskey the entire night, just... Yeah, you know, oh, like, God. And just perfectly fine, too. Like, uh-huh. such a... That says so much right there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a kisui, one sip of wine, and then taking a nap. <laughs> it's so cute! Kohaku, like, you. managing to hold on to her smiley mask through while being drunk, but there's some kind of, like, weird manicness to the way she's acting now. Uh-huh. Yep. It's great. It's great stuff. Let's see. We get the most stilted exposition I've ever heard in anything. Oh, yeah. It's very similar to the, and we're twins. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Except that it goes on and For on. longer. Because <laughs> it's uh, Kiha explaining that he used to play with Hisui uh-huh. uh, and her when they were little. 
And the the one good part of this is when they show the shot of them all together. Okay, it's a bad it's a bad part and then a good part. The bad part is they show all the kids hanging out together, except for Kohaku. They <laughs> they make a point of showing Kohaku in the mansion, and we all know why she's in the mansion looking sad. Uh-huh. But they're never gonna explain it in the yeah. slightest, which is good because they don't have time for that. But also, why not just cut that? The best part of this scene is Baby Hisui. Baby Hisui's Who's very cute. adorable. But I think it's a really good reveal that there is just an extra kid there whose face is obscured by, like, Akiha's hat or something uh-huh. like that. Yes. And then there's, like, a horrible music spike and it zooms in on him for a second. And he smiles. Uh-huh. It's very, it's very funny that later on it reveals that uh, both Shiki's wear literally identical <laughs> outfits. <laughs> still no explanation for why they look so similar. Mm-hmm. But and they and again, they don't. <laughs> uh huh. Nope. Okay, let's see. Um, yeah. Well, here's one of the things that really got me with the dub was Mr. Shiki <laughs> and yeah. Miss Kohaku, it's, which again uh-huh. makes everyone feel like they're thirty. Yeah. The which is like of trying to do honorifics in English and yeah, I was gonna say it's, it, it is hard to translate honorifics. Oh yeah. Like, I think I I do not um, envy anyone trying to translate jokes or like plot points around either like last name versus first name uh-huh. usage or around which honorifics you use yeah. with your friends. Um, yeah, it's like translating but, puns. It's just like ah, unless I get really lucky, this isn't gonna work. At least with puns, you can like try to come up with a comparable pun uh-huh. in English. Like there's just yeah it feels weird that kohaku calls both shiki and akiha like mr i think she says miss akiha or whatever yes mm-hmm. what's like what, well i think like a more a better translation may have been like lady akiha uh-huh. and like and even then it feels weird yeah it's just not a thing that we do in english uh, this is the first time they mentioned that Makihisa's dead. That is dead, mm-hmm. or any any of that information about the fa- the parents. We get more of a picture of Makihisa than we've ever seen before, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a very stereotypical broad shouldered like business dude uh-huh. with a mustache or something like that. Yeah, he looks a lot less interesting than I, my picture of him is. Yeah, I've always kind of imagined him as like a a kind of thinning from not eating enough, like kind of craven dude. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Not like a burly business like guy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I literally just pictured Gordoff. I'm realizing <laughs> I couldn't do that to Gordoff. Uh, Gordoff is way better, but yeah. uh, I don't know why that was just the image I had in my mind. Uh-huh. Um, I this scene. The party in general. Mm-hmm. I had not considered that they ate like fancy Western style food. Uh-huh. Probably because there aren't very many descriptions of food in Skihime. Uh-huh. But like Kahaku ladling soup out of like a soup canteen onto a like soup plate uh-huh. was just like a, a funny thing for me of like, oh yeah, I guess they would do that. I like Is- is as much one? as Kahaku and Hisui are maids, uh-huh. I had never considered like, oh right, of course they do like the dumb maid stuff of like, here's a uh, here's a ridiculously overprepared dish 
that like you you eat in a shallow plate and uh-huh. uh yeah it's just a like funny thing that is like oh yeah you can do that in anime and not comment on it mm-hmm. it's just like naturally part of who they are um is, is this the dinner sequence where like you have shiki uh you know spooning out his soup and nobody else moves to touch their plate at all and just watch him eat for a little bit <laughs> I didn't like, notice that, but I'm just probably like, perfectly it. stare, uh, still staring at him as he's just like, "Yes, I had one sip of this soup." I'm gonna be honest. As soon as we switched to the dub, I started grinding the current fate event because uh, <laughs> I, I was desperately notes. needed uh, materials from that. I did also start looking at my phone more as I typed. I like could take a slower pace at typing because I could hear it, but it meant I was yes. looking at the screen a little less. Mm-hmm. Tragic. Yeah. It was a mistake. I don't, Let's start over. I don't know that this like again, we talked about it at the beginning. I I have I I have developed somewhat of an eye for what what good anime looks like. Yeah. I would not call this particularly well animated. No. No. Not at all. Well, you know what though? Shiki just killed a mini boss oh. last night. So you know what day it is today, fun. It's time for the mid route blowjobs. It's time for the mid route blowjob scene. I literally have my notes here, like, a coin toss. Is Len here or no? (laughs) No, but it's... This is a really good twist, I think. I I like this a lot. I like this a lot. I like this a lot. It is very interesting. This was clearly made after Plus Disc and Kagetsu Toya. Yeah. Um, Because there are, like, elements of those things in here. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, But yeah, yeah, I love where the scene goes. Because it's like, oh boy, here comes Arcoid and she's yeah. horny. It's a great like twist for us, the people who know what is happening, to be like, oh shit, wait, they're gonna have sex here now? They're gonna do the blowjob thing, and then and now uh, Arcoid like falls against him and is like, oh, I want you, Shiki, and then like goes to tear his throat out and it like cuts out and he wakes uh-huh. up. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, great twist. Ah, uh-huh. I wish. If they had played with the viewers like that more, this would be a great anime. Yes. Absolutely. I think they try to they try with to, like, but it other stuff. Like, often. like like the Yumizuka having her I'm setting a death flag scene and then not actually dying. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that's a also trying to play with the viewer, but it just doesn't <laughs> And see how spaghetti. <laughs> <sighs> Episode five. Wait. What? We totally skipped over. Next day, cuts to next day, oh, yeah. and it turns out that actually, unfortunately, it wasn't just Yumizuka and CL making plans to go to the amusement park together. They want Everyone's going. everyone to go. We're setting up the, what is both one of the most fun episodes and also technically a filler. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't yeah. happen. Right. There's been another murder. Uh, Arcoid comes to school looking for Shiki. And then, yeah, there's... Oh yeah, I'm just me commenting on like the poetry that they they awkwardly read at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. It's not, they, these VIs can't handle this. Episode five, a bow of the sky. Real quick, <laughs> yes. This is where I looked up who Arcoid's VA was. Yes, because I was like, she sounds an awful lot like Masato. It would be very funny if she was Masato. Uh, she's not. This is English VA. Uh-huh. Things that she has done are the student council president from Kakagurui, 
Huh. Oh, really? What? <laughs> um, she's been a couple of uh sabers from Fate. She's improved a lot. Um, I bet which, you which sabers or uh uh like Stay Night Saber in things that Stay Night Saber appears in. I don't okay. think I think she's in Unlimited Blade Works the movie. I'm not sure about the the anime. She's Yuki from. Haruhi Suzumiya. Huh. Uh, and Lelouch from Kogias. <laughs> and huh. some other people, but it was just fascinating reading that and being like, huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. We Wait, her name. What was the actress's oh, name? I don't did not write that down. Let me <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of the early like anime adaptation voice acting like issues comes from like poor direction and weird scripts yes. a lot of the time absolutely and that's michelle was... ruff michelle ruff r-u-f-f oh okay. her name. i yeah, the she has I been think... in a bunch of other stuff as well i just wrote down stuff that like i have Relevant. watched and was like oh huh that's interesting that that was you <laughs> yeah the way i always think about the subs versus dubs thing if is with subs you're only having one translator whereas with the dubs you have to have the performance the director the person writing the script the limitation yeah. of it so you end up with just this very they get what they can mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah i'm very much in the camp of like what whatever i watched first is probably as a kid you know what i mean is probably what i prefer for anime that i saw when i was younger mm-hmm. and then generally i kind of like watching the subs for things just because i'm trying to learn japanese mm-hmm. but i don't have a strong preference either way usually same I, Epis- there there was a period of my life being that anime person <laughs> uh-huh of, no subs absolutely but like as it's gone on just like yeah they're they both have reasons to exist yeah, yeah. i think i yeah i like a dub um again i i also like subs because i'm also learning japanese and it's really fun uh watching subbed and being like oh i understood that sentence yeah yeah it's really nice <laughs> um, to pick stuff out but there are also dubs like um utena i tried the dub and about 30 seconds in i was like oh no oh no i can't i can't do this this is um a few years ago when i was like i need a dubbed anime with a lot of episodes to just watch this was before vtubers to just watch while mm-hmm. i like work on something you know what I mean? while i mm-hmm. do some drawing so i tried to watch uh was it what's the one that great gunner project is doing is it seed seed right now yeah yeah i put seed on and the, <laughs> with with the dub because i had seen <laughs> seed when i was uh, some of seed when i was young and was like ah, i wonder if that's any good that's very funny the dub is that is not very good now i just have vtubers so i have as much content as i could ever imagine mm-hmm. yeah it's funny growing up my my dad has been lucky and worked from home uh, since i was really young but he would often want something in the background so a lot of times he would have dubbed anime <laughs> it's really funny the idea of somebody like coding and listening to serial experiments lane fascinating <laughs> I can't do anything that involves yeah. language, like writing mm-hmm. and listening yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, talking. Yeah. Same. That's something I'm trying to sort out right now for myself, because having having that background noise makes it so I can actually accomplish things. Mm-hmm. But the instant, like you said, language is involved. If I have to anything with words, I just 
freeze up. Yeah. Yeah. One one uh, that I, I've been doing lately that fan showed me videos of uh, trains, train mm-hmm. like a uh, camera attached to the front of a train. Okay. Uh, from uh, specifically the ones I've been listening to are Jap- Japanese. So that there's like ambient talking and voices that I don't yeah. totally understand. So I can, you can hear the clack out. of the rails. Oh, yeah. that sounds nice. Yeah, that's good. And you just like glance over and it's like, oh, it's snowy and pleasant. Yeah. Or like, oh, they just entered a tunnel and it's like pitch black for 30 seconds. And then you like see the light at the end of the tunnel because was, there was a curve. And so you like couldn't see it for a while. And then it emerges back into the world. And it's like, oh, I used to oh, commute for so like I used to commute for like an hour and a half every day on, on a like subway in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I've really missed that, even if mm-hmm. I also don't miss that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I unfortunately I've never been in a place that has good enough public transit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I have had like hour long one way commute drives. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I can't so, drive. I'm a threat to myself and the people around me. There was I don't I don't miss um I used to have a like hour long commute each way on the T. Uh-huh. And I don't miss having like two plus hours of my day devoted to getting to and from my job. It was my fake grand order hours. Um, but also, yeah, I definitely like it was nice to like grind, like do gotcha stuff in that time. And on my way home, I'd get off the train at um, at the Boston Common and just like spend half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour walking around doing Pokemon Go because huh. that's when i still played pokemon go and just like oh cool i get like an hour of exercise in and it's dark and it's like quiet and no one's around it's just like nice to walk around and then get back on the train and go the rest of the way cute yeah it was nice i, I miss, miss i miss being able to go places occasionally uh-huh. <laughs> anyway episode five is a bow of the sky or just bow in the sky mm-hmm. as it's translated Let's see. Shiki. Oh, right. La, the last episode was Ark coming to school at the very end. Shiki goes to get her. There's a very funny bit where there's a guy like waving, going like, yeah, you who, you who, trying to get Ark's attention. And she starts Just, like imitating him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shiki drags her off and scolds her and also like, hey, uh, are you killing people? <laughs> <laughs> and CL is spying on them also. Again, this is a part that I feel like would be very, very confused. The like fact that Chaos isn't the the person that they were looking for, and he's just a normal assassin, <laughs> she calls him, yeah. is so weird if you don't know what's going on already. Uh, and then, yeah, that sort of just ends. It's another like, po- like poorly put together exposition scene. Shiki's watching Akiha pla- practice violin from his room. Mm-hmm. It's like a low balcony that he his room looks over. It's the the like common room. Oh, okay. I the, thought that it was yeah. still raised. The common room where they always have um tea uh-huh. has a like patio. Right. For some reason I thought she was raised it, too. That it was like a triple decker kind of situation. Like it was I thought it was on the other side of the dining room cuz I thought no, you're you're right. They do show the common room with her having mm-hmm, tea out mm-hmm. on the balcony that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing I do like with this anime is you guys had mentioned a few times that Tsukihime isn't as good as like an actual sense of space in yeah. The, yeah. inside the city by them showing him taking the same route to and from school yeah. every day. Like you're able to place where he is and what time it is. It's like that sense yeah. of space is much better. I think yes. it's a, it's a 
the anime gets a lot of or does a lot better job of like oh you can have multiple shots uh with a character in the same place mm-hmm. and you're you're looking at the character both times uh-huh so it's very clear like oh that's where the hill is yeah and that's how it fits into the layout of town um as opposed to the the a visual novel where it's like okay i cut from a path to a hill and i'm not 100 percent sure where those two connect yeah i do think that the the city in the parts where they're in the city part of the city the city looks too big for for me i mean it's tokyo what'd you say they're in tokyo not at this point in time yes yes they are the amusement park they go to is tokyo amusement park they're in Tsukihime, they're in a city near Tokyo. Correct. Like, and then uh, in the Nasu, remake, they're in Tokyo. Yes. Nasu made a comment about how, like, back then in urban fantasy, there was, like, this need to put it off somewhere where you can just say, and nobody talked about it because it was just out there. It uh-huh. wasn't in mm-hmm. the city. Hmm. I think it... The episode where they went to the amusement park, maybe they went on a train for longer than I thought. But uh-huh. um, it certainly felt like, oh, they're like at the edge of Tokyo. Yeah, there's not much context for how long that train ride is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. It could be. I, I could go either way on it. Yeah, the, and for the part end, of, they add a lot of density to this city as opposed yeah, to like what the visual novel shows. That's kind of what I, that's really where it, that's, that is the only thing that makes sense for me. Well, right, no, isn't it? No, where to? Oh, yeah, yeah. It th- it could be an outlying city, but it it felt like oh that that city's big enough to that they are on the edge of Tokyo and like yeah. looking in. The problem that I'm having with it is that it looks like when we're we're seeing the city, it's like this huge dense city, and then we're very suddenly outside, like in a very rural looking town. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? And they don't clearly demarcate it. Mm-hmm. So. Let's continue. Uh, Hisui has decided not to be a narc and gives him the set of keys. <laughs> um, Shiki meets Ark in the park. She looks happy. Uh, they. This is the first time we start talking about Roa and his reincarnation and etc. They get. They see a zombie, one of the dead. Uh, it's interesting how when Shiki looks at them with uh, the glasses off, it's like the parts of them are coming apart. Mm-hmm already which is kind of interesting it's an interesting way of telling that visually mm-hmm. without just saying like in the visual novel like yeah their death lines looked fucked up anyway <laughs> yeah i think maybe i'm misremembering but i think in the visual novel they are a little thicker but it didn't read as well as it does with the anime here yeah, yeah. i think in the yeah, yeah there's like something wrong with them there's too many but yeah there, think, there's something different about it in the visual novel the, yeah the, when, it's very when, visually Clear. when shiki takes his eye his eyes off um <laughs> his glasses off and looks at them in the visual novel they like they lose all texture and just become a like kind of black covered in lines yeah mm-hmm. um as opposed to this which like makes their death lines kind of more like they're they're way thicker mm-hmm. than normal which is yeah uh let's see arcweed kills the guy and he turns to dust a lot of that yep Despite being Tsukihime, a lot of people just turn to dust. This is where... Uh, I guess that... Hmm? I guess that happens in Tsukihime with vampires. They do turn to dust, but I feel like there's a lot of blood before they do that. Yeah. Uh, this is where I wrote down that, like, 
Arc's Golden Eyes mean so much less in the anime. Yeah. They even if it's doing like, something. It's cool every time we see them because it's like one of the few visual flares that the show has, but, but they like, just like mean so much less in terms of what is going on. When we see them in the visual novel, it's like, oh, she's about to kill Shiki. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh let's see. I like them getting drinks at the vending machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, they talk about killing Roa. Shiki goes to bed. Tomorrow at lunch, Adahiko's like, you have a hot girlfriend. I want a hot girlfriend. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Adahiko. After school, CL makes him go to the tea ceremony room so that she can interrogate him uh, about Arcoid. Yeah, we get more of that, like... Don't we get more of that, like, flashback thing happening? Uh, oh yeah 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 because yeah, it cuts leaves, to and then it cuts back to the rest of the tea ceremony conversation he's like going somewhere at night and then we get like back to ciel like yelling at him and telling him that that woman is dangerous and to stay oh, away from her right. uh-huh. and sure. also he's like so you know her and she's like nope don't know anything about her i have nothing to do with this very convincing my nature not to let you hurt yourself mm-hmm uh, Shiki sees someone, someone running and screaming away from the park and <laughs> finds Arcoid there. Apparently the guy asked her out and she thought that he was the enemy. <laughs> so I guess it's good that he's, she didn't murder him. Arcoid's great. They go out around the town and this is another marked change from the Tsukihime visual novel. There's like a billion people out. Uh-huh. And they're all men. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. All of them are horny for Ark. All of them are horny for Ark, which I guess is the point of this. Uh-huh. And very happy to say it out loud. Yeah, uh-huh. They're very... Again, something that I really like about the visual novel is that is how desolate it feels at all times mm-hmm. because people are terrified. This is like, it feels like a city. This feels more like a normal city. Especially because they just, like, wander down a street that is full of, like, neon signs, including yeah. Game Do It. Game do it. <laughs> the arcade. Game do it. <laughs> I will. I'm so glad you caught that fun because it's the most important thing in the world. I'm going to get a tattoo that says game do it <laughs> on the back of my neck. <laughs> and um, well, the second most important thing in the world, Ben, is that Arcoid is good at video games and Shiki is not. Yeah, she destroys him. She wrecks him to the point that he's depressed. <laughs> Um, we don't get to see any of it. We just get to see the aftermath, of mm. course. Uh, Arcoid wants to see a, a movie. I thought she wanted to see the movie called Die Girl Buster 2. <laughs> um, but I think she actually wanted to see Vampire Slayer or something like that. Wait. Yeah, I didn't catch the name. Because that's the movie they go to see ultimately is a movie called yes. like Vampire Slayer. The movie theater's closed, so they can't go see a movie. Uh, they go to eat somewhere at some kind of weird american diner <laughs> looking place yeah shiki's like oh you're very not like a vampire and she's like don't you have to let go of your preconceptions and shiki's like unfortunately i didn't grow up with a lot of vampires which is a very <laughs> funny sentence for for us who knows that he did uh-huh. yep uh arcweed sees someone like treat their friend to lunch and then decides she wants to do it but arcweed doesn't have money that's weird. So she manufactures a bunch of money out of thin air, which is not something we knew she could do. No. No, in the visual novel, doesn't she explicitly say she's rich? So yes, yeah. She has mountains is just of not gold. A concern. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then the- it's so funny that she has to care about money. I mean, like, yes. she doesn't ultimately, because no. she can just make it, apparently. Which she can do. That's ca- that Canonically, she can manufacture things with yeah. her Marvel Phantasm. It's just very funny that it's like, oh, no, money is a concern that Arcoid has. Very funny. I would believe, this Arcoid, I would believe, has money, but didn't bring any. Uh-huh. So why would you bring yeah. money? Yeah. And Who needs it? it? She made mm-hmm. a bunch of, was it 10,000 yen bills? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he, he freaks out and drags her out of there. Um, and he's, like, scolding her about stealing, which is probably not the worst thing an Arcoid's ever done. Uh, he got a really nasty cut, and her eyes turned yellow. This, I think this is the first time we see her, like, eyes, like, fully, like, glowing yellow. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's more yellow than gold. And she runs away. And he's like, what was that all about? (laughs) What happens next? Uh, she collapses in the park. No, she is. Someone oh. throws a trident at her that turns yeah. into paper. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is a very cool effect. And Ciel's here. Yeah. And this scene made me write down. Oh yeah, Ark and Ciel is still my one true pairing. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's always sick when Ark reads like, "Oh, did you come here so I could kill you again, Ciel?" Uh huh. <laughs> God, them threatening each other is just. Oh. It's a very gay standoff. Yeah, she's like, CL's like, you're going to kill Shiki. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then CL jumps at the moon and vanishes. Uh I'm wondering if the paper effect is them trying to lean into the whole weaponizing scripture. Yeah, it's Bible verses. Yeah. It's like pages from the Bible. We get a close up on it once. Yeah. It's it's good. I like that. She doesn't have a... It's a nice effect. She never has the gun. Yeah. Yeah, that's I a weird. I love black keys. Yeah. I wish there was more of just black keys, but that trident is pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, we don't see it for a couple more episodes, at least one. Uh-huh. Um, she summons that trident out of like thin air, uh-huh. which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not that's not how weapons work. Yeah. Well, like, well again, it's paper. Keys, they uh, she has the hilt and then like j- creates the blade. Oh, is that how those work? Yeah. Hmm. That's sick. So, huh. And if I remember right, the black keys are conceptual weapons too, which is where that term first comes up. If, yeah, if I remember, I remember right. that coming up in, in Stay Night. Huh, uh-huh. I don't remember the the just being the hilt and creating the rest. It's pretty but... cool though. Um But that said, she is spoken of a lot in Tsukihime as being weighed down by lots of weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode six, the White Dream. Is this a day? I can't remember this one. The White Dream from one of the roots. No idea. I can't remember. I did not keep it. It doesn't stand out that well. To notes me. on day names as you did. Yeah, yeah. I could find it probably if I was willing to dig, but I'm not willing to dig. Mansion crew greets Shiki in the morning. Uh, Shiki's like, I don't have time for breakfast, and then they spend like a whole minute of people just yelling at him about uh-huh. eat, the need to eat breakfast or whatever. And then uh, Kahaku's like, Shall I make you rice porridge? Which is not a thing that you make quickly. <laughs> nope. I did not catch that. I don't know how to make rice porridge. It's you take rice and you like boil it for a long time in a bunch more water and it turns into like a soupy mess. Now she is an excellent cook. Maybe she has a short- shortcut. Powdered rice. 
Nice <laughs> forage without the rice texture. Uh-huh. Oh, Akiha's in a great mood, and Hisui's like, Shiki, our deception worked. <laughs> Excellent. We've lied successfully. Did you know you can do that? Just lie to people? Uh-huh. New to Hisui. Uh, at school, there's some boys who went missing a while ago, I guess. This will be relevant because we're going to see some vampire boys. Uh, they talk about it for, at lunch and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a great bit where Arahiko's like, aha, uh-huh, the vampire probably got them. And everyone, Ciel, Shiki, and Yumizuka all get quiet and look away. <laughs> and this is where I was like, is Yumizuka a vampire? <laughs> She's got to be a vampire, right? Why would she react that way? She's not. I- yeah, I just took it as like, dude, you're joking about people that have been dying for a while now. It's like, not cool. The thing is that he's been doing that. He did I that know. earlier, it's, and it didn't bother Yuzuka. To do like it shouldn't be surprising to them. But so let's see. Uh, they all talk about the upcoming filler episode. It's very funny how much setup the, the amusement park the, gets. <laughs> they mention it a lot. That, that's why. Yeah. Like, it feels like they want that amusement park to be the main thing. Like, it feels like that with how much they mention it. Adihiko mentions uh, Shiki's girlfriend and CL does the thing again where she gets up and yells uh, like, God, don't do that. Stay away from that girl. And everyone gets really quiet and stares at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adihiko later, like, lectures Shiki and is basically like, hey, you need to let those two down easy, you know? And Shiki just doesn't understand anything he's saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because Shiki's dense. Protagonist blockhead syndrome. Uh-huh. Uh, Arkweed comes to school to pick him up again because she was bored. And uh, she wants to go see a movie again. He's like, the the movie gets hyped up a lot, too, is the Mm -hmm. thing. He's like, I can't go on dates during the week. And then she's like, okay, well, I'll come see your house then. And Shiki's like, no, 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 no. I was hoping that we were going to get the... scene that fen told me about and i never actually played of arcweed and akiha meeting and hating each other yes still one of the best near side scenes uh shiki says something very mean and says that he's not hanging out with her for fun Uh uh-huh i think that shiki is a stinky jerk face yeah that he shouldn't be allowed near arcweed she vanishes yeah she's so upset by it better Uh uh-huh um uh, we get some shots of Arkweed wandering the city alone. Akiha invites Shiki out for tea, uh, or not out, to have tea with her after dinner. Mm-hmm. And they have like the worst conversation. Akiha's just like, here are my interests, which are tea and little cakes. And Shiki just has nothing to contribute to any of it. When, when, uh, Akiha asks like, what kind of tea is your favorite? And Shiki adopts the most Southern accent i've ever heard from like an anime (laughs) character um i wrote down like and now shiki is a country bumpkin but he just kind of gets like a little bit of the southern drawl as he's like well i don't know about tea (laughs) i didn't catch that at all um yeah shiki is doing a thing where he has no preferences and so akiha desperate for anything to talk about tries to bribe him with a tv Mm mm-hmm She's in a good mood because he didn't sneak out last night, which he did. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah, she's going to have a TV delivered. And uh, we get a cut of Arcoid in the park waiting for him, kicking her feet and looking sad. Oh. 
Um, or Arcarius. I thought it was funny her mentioning, like, what if we get one of those types you mount on the wall and thinking of what year this was and just how big CRTs are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I feel bad for whoever is mounting that. Especially, like, Akio would try to buy the biggest one. He'll like uh-huh. right? Put that on the wall. Rips all the drywall down. Jeez. Akiha is keeping him trapped in this conversation. He's like, I gotta, um, yes, yeah, study. Study's what I gotta do. Uh, and it would have been a good way to get away. Or he put himself out there too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He needs to coordinate his lies. Yeah, Hisui shows up and is like, hey, you got a phone call from Kugamine, Akiha. Kugamine being from Kagetsutoya, that creep freak asshole dude uh-huh. who was her fiance. Ah. Yep. That presumably isn't a lie, because Akiha doesn't call her on it at any point. Yeah, yeah, um, she, she but left it's very she well timed. The phone call, but so she uses that as a chance to escape. Hisui tries to cover for him, but and says like, "Oh yeah, he went to sleep." And Akiha's like, "I thought he was studying." Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just studying; it's studying for tests coming up. So yeah. he puts extra emphasis on how important it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ark is already gone. Somewhere in here, we get a shot of Hisui as the girl at the window of like her. I don't think she has her hand up on the on the window, but she's just like staring out a window and it's a shot from outside and it Uh it looks like exactly like she's uh, like she's being current age Hisui. But yeah. Could Uh, Hisui be the one with the white ribbon that we haven't heard about and we've already revealed (laughs) she isn't? God. Um. Oh, right. We get a, a flashback to Arcreed. Like, I forgot to write this down the first time, but in the dub, Arcreed's saying, hitting on chicks is uh-huh. very funny. It's better than, what was the subtitle one? It was like, preying on women or like, <laughs> it's just a lot more aggressive, but also not a phrase you would say. I think it was like, girl hunting. Girl <laughs> hunting. That's what it was. Yeah, I assume must be like a direct translation of the Japanese, like, colloquial phrase uh-huh. for what we would call hitting on chicks but uh now shiki does find arcweed after missing her at the park uh then what has arcweed been up to uh she's getting <laughs> off her sex work job good for her <laughs> arcweed is getting paid by a sketchy looking photographer for doing some part-time modeling work good for Just, her it's very funny yeah yeah i could totally see arcweed getting up to that uh-huh Arkwee doesn't care if there's photographs of her. Who in the world could do anything about it? No. She's got a great body. There's no way they could force her to do something she's uncomfortable with, too. I know! She could murder them all without even moving. (laughs) The the thing is, is that it's so funny that she needs a part-time job. Also very funny, yeah. (laughs) Everything about that is great. Um... Yeah, she wanted to treat him for real this time with mm-hmm. money that she earned, like a good capitalist. So he can't get mad at her. Uh-huh. And she's like, why are you so mean to me all the time, Shiki? Which he has been just a bastard to her this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's harder to get... He's always a little too mean to her in in her route, right? But it's harder to get the, like, like exasperated playfulness of him being mean to her from this. So it just looks like he's being an asshole all the mm-hmm. time. And there's no yeah. edge of, like 
playfulness to it. Mm-hmm. You don't get so much of the time of them just existing together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like how good that is for them. You just get those moments of conflict because that's the story that's left. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Arkweed realizes that there that there's like the three boys who've been turned into vampires or like the dead hanging out and chases them into a parking garage and fucking murders all three of them or two of them. The last one uh, begs Shiki for his life, which is not how dead how the dead work. Yeah, like so, Yumizuka was not special then, according to this. Yeah, it's interesting because this guy kind of plays the role that Yumizuka should, and I think would have been better if Yumizuka played that role. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he like the the guy jumps him anyway after shiki like closes his eyes because he can't handle this and then shiki just kills him it's mm-hmm. not a- especially like him playing the sympathy card when like shiki didn't know he was missing mm-hmm. it just felt so weird yeah uh i did like the one guy pinning arcweed to the wall by her throat and then she just breaks his arm and kills him <laughs> yes um let's see it's interesting this show both undersells how strong Arcweed is and also makes her less helpless for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. For, than her root. She keep, is feeling pretty fucked up about killing a human or something looked human. Uh, he's napping on the fountain in the park and Arcweed does the thing where she drops a bag of like every kind of medicine she could find. <laughs> and is like, I spent all of my money. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't treat you now. Just worried for a second. I brought you an entire pharmacy. Was that not enough? Not uh-huh. enough. I love Arkwee. Uh-huh. She's, She's so good. Uh, let's see. Arkweed walking around town after that, Arkweed is like, hey, are you sure you want to help me fight? Like, you're, you are actually just kind of like a normal dude. And Shiki's like, I love you. Or he doesn't, he doesn't say that. But he's like, I just can't leave you alone. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because he's on the Arcweed route. I'm always on the Arcweed route. No, you're not. You're on the Hisui route. I can be on two routes. Let's see. They go to the top of a tall building. And this is the part where I was like, this city is too big for how it feels walking mm-hmm. around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then on top of the building, looking over the really dense city just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Then she asks him out and she's like, hey, I want to learn, learn what dating is like. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Episode 7, Blue Sin Mark, which is uh, Blue Scar of Sin. And uh, is that a CL route? It's a near side route, I think. Near side something. I feel like it's CL because I think if CL is blue. Yeah, I was going to say if it's blue, then it's probably CL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not that. This is the amusement park episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is funny. We all really just wanted a slice of life Tsukihime anime. You know what? I could do that. I yeah, love honestly. all of the casual outfits. Yeah, the casual outfits. This is also, just, although, this is also proof in my, like, these are 25 to 30 year olds. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, I I do not remember early 2000s fashion. Mm-hmm. I even more so don't remember 1999 fashion. But, um, they just look... Yeah, uh-huh. none of them look like like teenagers. Yeah. They're all yeah. grown up, and they very much don't look like anime teenagers. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely not. 
the maids see them both off uh, because Shiki is taking a kiha as an apology. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they do the thing again where they speak in unison. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I honestly thought she forced her way into it. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, maybe. It's all off screen. Yeah, there's a flashback to uh, Akiha berating him and like a sad looking Hisui standing off to the side having been, been caught. Uh, the school crew is waiting for them. Shiki shows up with Akiha to everyone's surprise. Arihiko starts flirting with Akiha instantly. Arihiko calling Shiki little buddy in the dub is very good. <laughs> um, Akiha is introduced to Yubizuka is like, hello. And then she's introduced to CL and she's like, I hate that woman. I want to kill her. I don't want anything to do with her and I will never get along with her. It's very funny. Oh, the, like, literally turns her nose up at her. Yeah, tw- like twice, I think. Yep. <laughs> um, it's so CL. funny because Yubizuka being there really heightens how much she doesn't like CL. It's not, it makes it look less like, oh, I don't like girls being around Shiki and more like, fuck CL specifically. Uh-huh. I hate Catholics. <laughs> it's so fun having both Arihiko and Yumizuka just in the middle of CL and Akiha hating each other. Just uh-huh, being the right. most normal. Them riding the train, the order is CL is on the other on like CL and uh Akiha are on opposite sides. Uh-huh. Arihiko's sitting next to CL. Uh Shiki's sitting next to Akiha, and Yumizuka is dead in the middle looking distressed. Uh-huh. She just sit next to Shiki, but not like this. This scene is just an excuse for a bunch of adorable Yumizuka expressions. <laughs> it's a lot yes. of cute looks, yeah. And uh, I love CL just shooting back, just like, well, I can control my emotions. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Every, every time. Uh-huh. Akia it's... keeps popping off and she's like, I can, I'm in control, whatever. Which she says it in the, like, shittiest way possible. Yeah, she's... This is... This this scene uh made me write down that Ciel Kiha is giving me is giving Ciel Arc competition for best pairing. <laughs> uh but also like Ciel Yumizuka's cute. Uh-huh. Cuz they're just like, yeah, sometimes I like it when a girl is is soft mm-hmm. with her girlfriend. <laughs> when they finally get there, Shiki's like, "Thank God I didn't let Arc read come." And we get the flashback of him saying that he had plans and can't date her on the over the weekend. And Arcoid looking crestfallen. Yeah, she looks very the upset. The most flag possible. Just like, this is going to happen. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> Arcoid is there. <laughs> Apparently, somehow she got a hold of Arihiko and invited herself along. Yes. Just very funny. This has to be a, a Kigetsu Toya callback. Right, she did meet him in Kigetsu uh-huh. Toya once, and he told her that boy, like kids don't have to go to school every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Akiha's like, who's this woman? And like, uh, uh Arcweed like does like this oh I just borrow Shiki from time to time while like <laughs> so falling good. against his chest <laughs> <sighs> just peeking over his shoulder at her now I've been to amusement parks a good number of times and sometimes it's a lot of fun right mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just there's just a bad vibe in the air and it just you're kind of stressed out for some reason and everything is just very stressful all day Yes. This is the kind of amusement park trip where you're like, I'm at a f- fun place. I have to have fun. I really have to try. And it's just miserable. This is fascinating because Yumizuka is being the most anime girl that she has ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, with the possible exception of her uh, saying, hey, please save me. And like that entire scene is her 
doing anime girl things like uh-huh. you know like kind of bounding up ahead and twirling around and her hair being uh-huh. cute um yeah. but and so she's doing more of that here it's arhiko trying his best to keep the peace and and failing and uh-huh. like, otherwise being a bro and then it's yep. three girls just absolutely detesting Tearing each other at each other constantly <laughs> it's so awkward it is the thing of like hey I, I invited some uh, uh, other friends to come to the party. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, that's okay, man. Yeah, sure. And then there's like, they make the whole experience miserable, and you're like kind of mad at your friend for bringing them along. Uh huh. It's like you somehow invited three exes to the same <laughs> event. Uh huh. It's so good. <laughs> so, um, let's see. There's a great shot of them doing a roller coaster together. There's a great, like, photograph of Arkwee with her hands up <laughs> screaming. That's very good. CL's behind her having a good time. Shiki's next to her just like head curled up. Just like, oh God. <laughs> he's got nausea after. And then when he's starting to feel better, Arkwood's like, let's ride that. And points at a Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel has two seat compartments. Uh-huh. So they play rock, paper, scissors to determine who sits where. The first party, fan. Well... They say rock, paper, scissors based on Never Seven, mm-hmm. which I think I've talked about on here. Bad game. I don't think you need to play it. It's not good. Mm. Um, I think what they mean is you all get together and to decide pairs, you put out, you do like rock, paper, scissors, and all six of you do one of rock, paper, scissors. Mm-hmm. If two of you match, then you're paired off. I see. If hmm. three... If one or three, or if three or more people chose one, or only one person chose one, any pairs that happened pair off, and then everyone else everyone goes, goes again. again. Rerolls. Interesting. That makes a lot more sense. The first, yeah, it wouldn't. Like, how would you do rock paper scissors as six people? Like, choosing? it would take a while. Yeah. 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 The first, we see the, like, carriages go by one by one with them all on it. And uh-huh. the first pair is CL and Arkwood. <laughs> and CL, like, murmurs loudly, I guess we're not very lucky, huh? <laughs> like that. And, and they then find it's common ground. Yeah, and then uh, it's Akiha and Shiki staring at each other awkwardly. And then it's very disappointed-looking Arihiko <laughs> and Yubizuka. And... It- it's so funny that the Ferris wheel pairings are literally the worst possible for yep. everyone except for Akiha. Akiha's <laughs> the only one who's happy. Uh, goes like, you had to pick Rock. And uh, Yubizuka's <laughs> like, sorry about that. <laughs> it's very good. And then we get Ark and CL having common ground. And it's Ark and CL handshaking with uh, Akiha. Or Akiha hating Akiha. Is not human <laughs> in the center. Uh, in the center. Um, and yeah, Akiha is like, talks about how like all the women in your life are so different from me. And it's like, this is weird, Akiha. This is the most like brother fucker she gets, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. And then she's like, we promise never to see Arkwit again after this. And like, he doesn't respond to that. And then we get Arihiko and Yubizuka, and Arihiko's like, listen, man, I'm trying my best to wingman for you, but you gotta say something. You're losing him. <laughs> it's very funny framing him as, like, the the bro. He is Yumizuka's bro as much as he is Shiki's bro uh-huh. in this anime. Yeah. 
and he's, he's they make him so good here because he's doing it for both of them like yeah yeah uh-huh. he's like you two would be cute together i want to see you together yumizuka you gotta just do this thing i'm rooting for you do it uh-huh yeah it's this plot has too much show this show has too much plot there we go that's the correct order of words uh-huh. um but it is it is fun seeing arihiko being like listen shiki's a dumbass just <laughs> just bricks rattling around in there you gotta tell him not even intact bricks just <laughs> loose crumbling ones rolling around they eat uh lunchbox bentos that kohaku prepared mm-hmm. and um everyone starts yelling oh, the girls just start screaming at each other very suddenly as everyone fights arc like turns on arcoid all of a sudden uh, akiha starts it out by just digging into shiki like you don't like it at the mansion like you don't like this food uh-huh and him having to defend himself and just it slowly just dog piles yeah and seals cl is opportunist in here just which if arc is losing she's like yeah you know what fuck arc yeah, yeah. Akiha starts like no, 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 fuck akiha yeah you both suck akiha is very like my brother is tired i know him better than anyone i love my brother you know what i mean it's very annoying and you're you're being too loud and annoying. That's why he's getting sick. Arihiko keeps like commenting loudly on the food <laughs> for like this sequence, trying to do anything to break this like argument. And Yumizuka finally is like, "Hey, shut the fuck up!" And then gets like quiet <laughs> <Yes>. and shy. <laughs> it's time for the hot springs. <laughs> yeah, amusement parks just have hot springs, I guess. Uh-huh. How common is this? I no idea. No idea. I've. In anime, at least, I've never seen it elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, no, I've seen it in uh, SSS Dinazenon. was the only other time I've seen it. Was it an amusement park hot spring combo? Uh, I th- That's I like a water park. If it was, oh, it was a was water, it a water park. park. Okay. This place has a water ride. Thing. Yeah, I can imagine that Like, there would be a public bath or... Well, there would be a public bath and because it's an amusement park, they'd do a like, oh, there's like fake rock and uh-huh. make it... Make it feel like an onsen. This is yeah. fascinating because this is the fan service section, but only for uh, for Yumizuka first, then Arcweed a little, and then that's it. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Uh, Arc? Arc knows about CL's tattoos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good... That's uh-huh. Like, yeah, you can't go in either, can you? <laughs> uh-huh. Which I'm glad that they are tattoos in this, because the Tsukihime visual novel did a lot of hedging about whether or not those tattoos existed uh-huh yes i don't think that they exist during her sex scene right no yeah no oh, it would be so good if they did i could almost <laughs> see that though as takeuchi being like i'm not drawing these from all these different angles yeah <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. like takeuchi going like i don't know how skin like deforms that well i cannot like draw her tattoos but like her shoulders are up or whatever Mm -hmm. just picturing him having layers for each of them and just pasting them on doing nothing else Uh uh-huh so yeah akiha and cl don't take a bath because akiha refuses to get naked and cl uh mysteriously can't because of her tattoos wait it's akiha cl and who in the in the sauna um wait uh arkweed and yumizuka are in the bath yeah, and Arihiko and, uh, and Shiki are alone in the. We got a shot of the three people chair. in the sauna, right? Do we? No, it's just two. Oh, okay. It's Yumizuka talking to Arkuid and her magically disappearing towel. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh no, I meant like I meant the there's a shot of three people sitting on a bench. I think those are just people. Okay. I I didn't recognize any of the hair when I saw that. Okay. I'm remembering what you're saying now. Okay. Yeah, Arahiko's like, hey man, all these girls are fighting over you, so you need to make a decision about whose route you're on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Yumizuka and Arkoid have this like in- fascinating conversation where Yumizuka's like, well, you're Shiki's girlfriend, and Arkoid gets really introspective and sad, and is like, no, he doesn't see me that way, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where like y- Yumizuka is in the bath, and there's a like, you can't see Nip, but you there's definitely titty, like, oh yeah. yeah, you can see her titty. Arkwee's wearing a towel, and then we don't get, we get, like, a little bit of side boob. A lot of leg. Yeah. 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 And as she's getting into the sauna, like, she's sitting on the edge of it, she has the towel over her, as she's going into the sauna, just, you should see the towel still, and it's just not there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not crumpled on the so ground much, or anything. Uh-huh. No, it's just gone. And then we get CL and Akiha. Uh, oh, hanging out. Wait, one sec. Oh, one more. Just the the Yumizuka Arkoi conversation makes a strong case for them pairing. <laughs> you just want to pair up all these girls every way, fam. I cannot help that I have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. CL tells Akiha. Oh, CL starts asking questions about Shiki's accident, and she's like, "I know you're hiding things." And Akiha's like, "I don't know what you mean." And CL like. <laughs> grabs her hand in this like weirdly tender way and like puts her lips close to it uh but she's sniffing her for inhuman blood (laughs) it's so it's like weirdly romantic like into Uh cl scent fetish theory (laughs) (laughs) um akiha she says that she smells inhuman blood akiha gets mad and throws like runs away and it's like tell shiki i went home early uh, also, uh, side note, uh, the vampire killed someone on the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Why was he here? Good question. <laughs> but he was, and he didn't get in the car with her, so she just died in there somehow? Well, maybe he climbed out. No one noticed. He climbed uh, in and then climbed out again. Oh, like climbs up the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Into, yeah. <laughs> he like skitters up it like a little creature. <laughs> Also, I love that the guy who comes to, like, open her door and help her out does not look like a park employee. He looks like a guy. He doesn't have a uniform on or anything, but he's definitely a park employee, but he just mm-hmm. looks like a guy. That's very funny to me. The victim also vaguely looks like Ryogi. Huh. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's, like, an intentional thing or not, but vaguely. Similar hair. Episode 8, Origami. Which I believe is an Akiha epi- uh, na- title, day title, uh, but it's definitely an Akiha episode. Uh, for some reason, we're also going. This game, this anime is primarily the Arcoid route, and then secondarily the Akiha route. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, then we the... get parts of CL route as well. Uh, we yeah, get a they, little they bit, little bits of others in there, but it's. I think it's really those two. Uh huh. And uh, huh? Yumizuka. <laughs> I would even rate Yumizuka's route above CL's route for whose route this is. I mean, yes. we get like we get the important reveal from the CL route uh, that she can't die, that she can't die, and that and she that she is Roa. Yes. Yeah, but we also get uh, the reveal of Akiha. You know what I mean? The yeah. only thing we don't get about Yumizuka is she isn't a vampire in this one, but uh-huh. she's not a vampire in this one, so there's no reveal. Um. 
we get the school crew talking about the girl who got murdered like 10 feet away from them. <laughs> and they're like, wow, it could have been someone really close to us. <laughs> what if it was somebody we knew? Also, Akiha's been acting very strange ever since that night. <laughs> we cut to after dinner tea. Shiki's worried about Akiha. And he's like, hey, did something happen between you and CL? And she's like, no. And she walks off and then fucking full face plant on the floor faints. Yeah, she's apparently been home skipping meals, just mm -hmm. not doing well. Mm -hmm. uh, we cut to him watching over sleeping Akiha with Kohaku. And then there's like more like flashbacks uh, of Akiha begging him not to call a doctor. Kohaku is, tells Aki, tells him that Akiha gets this way when she's mentally unstable, hmm. uh, which is a weird way to put it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It does feel like he takes it more like when she's stressed, yeah, which yeah. is more what this is. It, it feels more like an event that can happen to you occasionally rather than something about mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like the visual novel positions it as more as mental health more than this does, I think. Yeah, I was waiting for Kohaku to just, like, casually drop, you know, I've got a pharmacy license, you know. She never does that. It's like, one of her big just things. a great one little nod, but nope. I do like how much she smiles while saying bad things. Oh, <laughs> like, yes? things that are stressful or upsetting. They do a good job keeping her smiling most of the time. Yeah, she doesn't always, but she doesn't always in the visual novel either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her scolding sprite, you know? <laughs> it would be really weird if she was smiling in that one. Let's see. Akiha's having a dream about them playing when they were kids, and then she wakes up feeling great. Great. Next day, Shiki gets caught by Ark uh, on the way to school, mm -hmm. and she's like, hey, why didn't you come? And he's like, oh, Akiha was sick, etc. And he's like, I can't hang out for a couple days. And she's like, I could die, you know? <laughs> this isn't like a hangout thing. I think it's cute when Arcoid is jealous. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, CL makes him have tea after the um, after school again so she can interrogate him. Uh, there's, a good, there's a good bit where he's like, uh, Kia got sick, and CL's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, oops, <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where we get the, like, she wants, she's like, let me be a nosy co-ed for a little longer, which is <laughs> yeah. such a funny way to say that. Uh, anyway, uh, Shiki goes home to check on Ar uh, Kiha and finds uh, Kohaku breastfeeding her. It's fascinating. <laughs> Jumping back a little, we can talk about Kohaku titty in a second. Um, <laughs> it's fascinating that like the anime leaves in plenty of Shiki calling um, CL senpai. Uh-huh. And it can't just say, oh, I'm going to be a nosy senpai for a little longer. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just such a strange choice in both versions. I like that the detached house doesn't exist in this, that they didn't feel the need to shoehorn that in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yes. And it was always weird to me that Akiha couldn't just drink Kohaku's blood in her bedroom. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it does not look like drinking blood is what she's doing. <laughs> It's it's like only there for the last couple of frames. Like it's like a I don't know three second scene, and like less than a second of it, you see a trickle of blood. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. She definitely moves again. She's at to get nip that. height. Exactly. Yep. It, <laughs> I it, always assumed she was biting a little higher on the titty. This is this is homosexual to me. <laughs> yes, actually, the the friend I watched it with, he's like, oh, so like 
she's gay cool okay <laughs> like that, that's what he got out of the scene he didn't see the blood at all uh-huh yeah uh-huh. it does not yeah that way unless you know what's happening yeah. or if you're looking very closely which again po- the most one of the most problematic ships in tsukihime right there Roa Roa Arcweed is probably worse. I'd say, yeah, other Shiki. Uppercase Shiki Akiha is the worst. There we go. It's terrible. Uppercase Shiki. (laughs) But you know what? Akiha Kohaku is pretty rough. Oh, yeah. It's not good. (laughs) Like, Uh, there's so much work you'd have to do to make that remotely okay. (laughs) That said, they're definitely fucking. Yes. Akiha doesn't have a good sense of what's problematic at this point, I don't know. Nor does Kohaku, honestly. Kohaku knows exactly what's problematic and is shooting for it. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> uh, let's see. They don't catch him. Uh, he goes to lunch the next day. He's, like, feeling awkward. Apparently he confronted Kohaku about it, and she's like, you must have been having a dream. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in Akiha's room at all. You know. Gaslight gatekeep. <laughs> girl boss. Real mm-hmm. girl boss moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiki meets up with Ark uh, at night and is like, hey, is Roa a dude? Roa's a dude, right? And she's like, well, no, not necessarily. He can be any gender. Uh, but always he picks people with inhuman blood. Mm. So Shiki goes into Makihisa's study and finds the family tree and all this stuff and all the mysterious deaths. Kohaku catches him and is like, oh, all of those deaths are just coincidence. It's really playing her up as a puppet master that will never come to fruition at all. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like she's up to something. Mm-hmm. And she is. We know that. But not in this show. It's not going to yeah. come up. Uh, he asks Hisui what they're all hiding from him. While Akiha's practicing violin, and then for some reason Akiha vanishes while playing violin. One of the strings breaks. One of the, the string, string breaks. breaks. Okay. And then the string comes back when we see it later. Yeah. Uh huh. So Akiha hair violin theory? <laughs> Possible. So Shiki chases after her into the woods, and instead of a detached building or anything like that, or like an empty clearing, there's like a cool pavilion. Yeah. I think that this is the clearing. Yeah. yeah. But there's like a pavilion there, you know, to make it a little look a little cooler. Mm-hmm. And the most color we've seen in this fucking show so far is her whole head is like a violently glowing it's like so red. Good. It's very cool. It's like bleeding up to her uh-huh. towards her scalp from the tips of her hair. It's very it's fun. Like this show is not well animated, as I've said already, um, because like as her hair sways the pattern stays the same uh-huh. it doesn't like sway with her hair uh-huh uh which it just looks like a little funny uh-huh but, um yeah gorgeously like it's glowing in such yeah. a fun it's way it's so stark uh-huh it really makes it more apparent how muted everything else in the show is all the time yeah even mm-hmm. like these are autumn <laughs> leaves around her none of it has any color yeah mm-hmm. i didn't even think about the fact for the seasons like yeah yeah it's definitely still autumn the like leaves are blowing dead leaves are blowing in the wind but it's all just like gray except for her also this is how her hair works it starts at the tips and comes up but that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me wouldn't it come from the scalp first yeah probably 
it, it looks cool. It depends how you're reading it. Like, I guess if it's coming up from the tips, it's her losing control. So the thing furthest away is changing first. Mm, I see. I see. So he sees her and then Arcweed shows up all of a sudden. It's like, hey, Roa's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go find Roa and takes him away. And yeah, Akiha like never saw him and then starts to recover. It's so jarring her just showing up like that. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, they don't find Roa. Uh, yeah, it's like a nothing scene because she's like, yeah, Roa's, Roa just showed up. And then he, they go and Ark's like, I don't know where he is. Anyway, go home. <laughs> she just showed up to interrupt it so that he couldn't talk to Akiha, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, on his way home, uh, Shiki's attacked, attacked by a bandage man with a knife. wonder who that mm-hmm. could be. Yeah. Uh, he's knife fighting a guy and Akiha catches them. Roa being able to see death lines in this is also one of those things that's just like a nothing fact. It's It'll come up again, I but under- it isn't I, cool. I understand why they do it, because Shiki saying, like, realizing, oh, you can't see death lines is one of the coolest parts of Arcoid's route. But it just doesn't but get it doesn't, yeah. anything here. Yeah. It just doesn't get the room to breathe at yeah, all. I'm getting most of the work with the Mystic Eyes. Like, so far we haven't seen points at all. We don't know that it's weird that he can see it on inanim- inanimate objects. Like, uh-huh. you know, there's so much there that, like, it leaves in with little cues. But mm-hmm. we've got yeah. on it. Yeah, I just mean that to say, like, that is one of the coolest. Yeah. Mo- I understand wanting to get that moment in your show. I totally agree. But it's and i think i i will talk about it when we get there mm-hmm. shiki collapses as his chest wound bleeds the bandage man screams something in his face about how he's gonna always remember what that wound means or whatever and then mm-hmm. akiha yell shows up and calls the guy brother mm-hmm. uh and then ciel throws a knife at him or a trident or whatever and he catches fire and disappears and then she, she throws a trident yep which like why why isn't she using black keys her weapon yeah like it the trident is cool but like so many things have just it could have been the black keys there's no reason for it like the first time she shows up she has them in her hands yeah yeah and like the trident is so much more ornate too like that's gonna Uh be a lot harder to draw than just a sword blade in the ground i i think they must have just thought it was looked cooler right maybe it so does like look detail. cool, but it, it is. Yeah. The, like later she uses a sword uh-huh. that is similarly like detailed enough that it looks more like a Ocarina of Time sword type it, sword. I think that's how they're drawing the black keys in this too. Because I think yeah. you see that ornate detail one time with them in her hand. The thing is that I don't understand with the hilt how that fits in her palm the way that black keys do. It shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's the end of episode eight. Episode nine, death. Uh, let's see. Shiki rem- remembers the opening movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Finally. Yeah, it's wild that we finally get his family dying here. Uh-huh. So I mean, like, it makes sense. That's probably better pacing for, again, this show is trying to cram in too much plot. Yeah. Yes. I, I almost wish, like, they didn't show him waking up in the house, because, like, part of why that works is, like, there's, in the visual novel, there's ambiguity of when is he remembering the Japanese-style 
shed house thing on the mansion grounds mm-hmm. and when is mm-hmm. he remembering his old home so him waking up there just for the anime is immediately acute this is somewhere else rather than leaving you as confused as he is mm-hmm. uh this is also where he gets his knife it falls from the tree that his mom is like dead on yeah just interesting it that is another thing that makes sense did we we don't know who or why or how he actually got his knife. Uh, I th- um, like where it came from. What do you mean? Kaku says it's like a present from the Arimas or something. Oh, or it's, like, it's a present gift from, from your right, father. Present from Makihisa. And like it reveals later on that it's a Nania knife. So yeah. somehow and Shiki's father to Makihisa to... I had the theory at one point that Kohaku was was saying that it was a gift from Akihisa and gave him a weapon. Yeah. But I mean like yeah, that that part is never said explicitly. No, so it like it makes sense that they don't include that because mm-hmm. that is kind of a dangling detail of like It's good if it is. It feels like it feels a like thing it. that should have been talked about more but it's just really not. But yeah. I do I do really miss the scene where Hisu's like, "Oh, it's a nice knife." Uh-huh. Uh just the type lumina super uh-huh just think about that all the time let's see shiki finally tells akiha that he's been hunting the serial killer with arcweed and he's like i'm not a normal human because i'm a tono and he's like do you know who the guy in bandages is because he's probably the person we're looking for and uh then she storms out mm-hmm. yeah uh let's see oh yeah the next day shiki is upset because his wound has completely healed and he's like one of you is using magic to heal me who is it is it you kohaku also kohaku i saw akiha sucking on those titties (laughs) and there was blood it's weird kohaku's like um okay fine there is weird stuff and we are lying to you and she like Starts talking, giving exposition about the Tono family. Just lightly oh, right. glosses over Makihisa's treatment of them. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Just like, she's like, oh no, we all love Akiha and there's no problems with the way she treats us. And it's all fine. Makihisa was a different story. Look at the portrait of Makihisa. But don't worry about it too much. Also, we're going to call him Makisa. <laughs> um... Right. Oh, yeah. Also, no synchronizer bullshit. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense to me. I, like, Akiha being able to keep herself under control just by drinking blood makes as much sense to me as, like, the synchronizer nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Just Makisa bringing them there as blood bags is is a perfectly fine thing. Yes. Well, it sucks. It's bad. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Narratively. Narratively, it's good enough. Uh, Let's see. Uh, he shows up later and tells uh Shiki like, "Hey, Kohaku's heading out, and I'm gonna be very distracted. So if you wanted to like uncover any deep dark secrets about your family, uh, now would be the time." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Oh, I can't say anything because I'll lose my job. So just keep it in mind." <laughs> so yeah, he goes to Maki's study. Perfect. Uh huh. Shiki, I've learned to shut the fuck up. Now you shut the fuck up and just do it. <laughs> uh huh. 
Uh, he gets a key, and we've got, like, way too much time of him trying every <laughs> lock in the house. It's so funny. It's the most convoluted way to get him to go unlock a door. Uh, he eventually ends up in the deep, dark basement, and there's a tiny little cage, like a low, child-sized cage, mm-hmm. with a help me scrawled on the wall in blood and katakana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that's what it was until the <laughs> yeah, scene at the end. I, I was wondering yeah. if they were doing the, like, cheeky tag thing and just forcing it there the names yeah but no it's a uh, it's in katakana for some reason it's tuskete um okay. let's see which has helped me shiki has a memory of a young boy like frolicking and like follows it because it's like frolicking through the house yeah this is a it, fascinating it was in the dungeon to basement this. to start for some reason <laughs> yeah uh, he ends up in the pavilion and remembers Akiha being attacked by two identical boys with knives who have uh-huh. identical outfits. It's very funny. Uh, and then Akiha, at class at her boarding school, uh, gets up and walks out of class as Shiki collapses with his chest wound bleeding. Not a lot of setup for why his chest wound keeps bleeding in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's already... A little blurry at times in Tsukihime, the rules of how that works. Mm-hmm. Well, right. And having it's the often... scene being extra confusing with it being Shiki's knife in the boy, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's confusing. His chest wound in Tsukihime is confusing because it's often unclear. Is this a physical thing or is it purely mental or yeah. is it a mix of both? It seems like it's mental until he starts bleeding, right? Yeah. yeah. And here... There's just not a lot of setup work done. Uh-huh. Just suddenly starts happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he sees, like, the memory, the, the boy with uh, Shiki's knife in his chest, Makihisa taking the knife and killing the other boy, all this stuff. This is already a lot of convoluted stuff that's kind of hard to follow at times in Tsukihime. Yeah. And is just impossible here. I pity anyone who hasn't read Tsukihime yeah, trying to make sense of this, this stuff. There's nothing. Like, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Akiha gets mad at Hisui. Normal stuff. We get more flashes of Aoko all of a sudden. And uh, Shiki's thinking about Aoko and thinking about that kid that he thinks he killed now. And then Akiha has red hair and she's like, I'm at my limit. And then the episode ends. One thing about Aoko... Yeah. Is that she says something that makes it sound like Shiki's eyes are keeping him alive until he does something like he didn't die because he needed to do something. And so his eyes are keeping him alive until he accomplishes that something. Yeah. And then they'll let him die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she kind of says that kind of, it's kind the way of- it's framed is different, right? Because she's like, it's a book ending. Hmm. Like there, uh, she keeps you keep seeing the like one day you'll have to protect somebody, and then like at the very end when you see her again, it's like, oh, so you did it. Like somehow she could tell like he completed his fate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because like she says a lot of similar things in the visual novel, but she's framing it as like, of course, one day, like of everyone does, you're going to have something you want to protect, and because you have this power. You will want to protect it and be able to use this power to protect it. Yeah. Whereas in the anime, it's very like, I you've got a specific fate. Yes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Episode 10 is Vermilion Crimson Moon. A Kiha day, but I think it's slightly different. 
I can't remember. I don't think that Vermilion Crimson Moon ever happens, right? It's not Moon. It's... I think I think that's a title, and it is on the Ark Route, if I remember right. Is it? I I was trying to find a CG thing in the Ark Route, and I thought I saw the that day name. It's uh, definitely in there somewhere. Day nine. Day nine of Arkwood. I think this list that I just pulled up doesn't specify which route these days are on. Vermilion Crimson Moon, day nine of uh, Arkwood's route. There we go. I guess that makes sense because uh, Crimson Red Vermilion is a Kiha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't think it's a day title, but it's definitely that. But Crimson Moon is Arkwood. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Crimson Moon. Uh, let's see. Shigi is pouting because he thinks he did a murder. Uh, Arkweed appears, and she's like, why are you avoiding me, etc., etc. Uh, they go on a date. <laughs> it's the date day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's... Three episodes left, gotta get it in there. Yeah, right? Um... Yumizuka and Arihiko are worried about him. Shiki's going to see a movie called Vampire Slayer. There's a great bit where, like, there's just, like, in the visual novel, it's a romance. It's, like, a mediocre French romance, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in this, it's a, a gore-fest murder movie. And there's just, like, splattering noises and screaming and Shiki yawns. Uh, but they still talk about it, like the same exact way where Arkwood's like it was beautiful and like moving but they uh-huh. moved it around a little bit so Shiki's less shitty about it it's not him like preemptively apologize I'm sorry I made you watch that it, uh-huh, like, she, uh-huh. she states her opinion in excitement first and then asks him and he's like hey, it was alright which yeah, is yeah, so yeah. much better <laughs> yeah 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 he is yeah uh, here's an interesting thing they go to an aquarium and did you know that Shiki is a big fish guy <laughs> It was so weird, but listening to him kind of explain why kind of makes sense. Like, just how how much death is around him. So him being obsessed with the variety of life in the ocean and it being uh-huh. separate from his life is very yeah. fitting. But yeah, yeah he, nothing mm-hmm. about that before. I like an aquarium. I like the bit where he, yeah, he's like, oh, it's where else could you meet such strange creatures than in the ocean? And then he's like, well, I guess I met you. <laughs> Arkweed is is very strange. That's true. Yep. I don't make the rules, but all aquarium dates are gay. Yeah. I know. So I'm glad that. Uh I'm trying to think of any that aren't, and I just can't. Uh, Let's see. Also, Arkweed with a crepe is very cute. (laughs) Uh huh. Mm. They're at some. Oh, yeah. We're starting to get Arkweed like pondering how different she's been since he killed her, you know? Yeah. This is like several. This is. This episode is several distinct conversations from the Arcweed route on different days, all just kind of mushed together into one date day. Yeah. Which is fun. They're at like a fast food place and he's like, you don't really, you still don't seem like a vampire to me. And there's a very cool, like very short flashback to Arcweed in a field of red flowers, like blowing in the wind as someone Mm -hmm. hands her like a single rose. Mm-hmm. That's a very like cool shot. I have to interrupt. They are at a Wickdonades. Wickdonades. Okay, I thought it was a fake uh-huh. McDonald's. <laughs> Probably the strangest fake McDonald's I've seen. Wickdonades. And like the text for it in English is just like every letter is a different font. <laughs> uh huh. It's so bad. <laughs> um. 
they 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 try to do the thing where Arkweed is like starting the what ifs conversation and Shiki's you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, she likes what ifs, he doesn't, and then they reverse later, but they don't they kind of botch it and only do it halfway. Mm-hmm. It's also like it feels like they're trying to expand it, like them saying the like imaginary stories here because mm-hmm. it feels like they're applying it to more than just her explicit like and what if yeah they end up at the school they talk about the point of pointless things this is all good stuff that just is you know that just it doesn't have room to breathe here and it's not really anime isn't uh, always good at long conversations like this right yeah mm-hmm. there's a reason monogatari has such dynamic uh, animation to go with the bantery dialogue and like yeah. it only works because you have fast moving dialogue and fast animation mm-hmm. yeah i would also say that um <clears throat> monogatari is also like way snappier yeah yeah uh like the dialogue is just everyone is talking so fast uh-huh. and it fits very nicely with the like with the the other thing about Monogatari is that it leans into, or at least season one. I've heard that the director and the, the director of season one leaves after season one and comes back for like a couple of OVAs and a movie, I think. But um, uh, it leans so well into, oh, it's CG. We can have a lot of, it is very cheap mm-hmm. to have a lot of simple shapes mm-hmm. and a lot of simple shapes, just overwhelming numbers is pleasing to the eye Uh and so that's what we're gonna do and this is like this is the backgrounds are fine it's a bunch of like fine looking places but none of it is like oh i could just stare at that yeah and you're not gonna let me stare at it for more than you know 15 30 Mm -hmm. seconds and then you're gonna cut and then you might cut back but it's like just kind of constantly yeah anyway yeah and they limit like the animation so much here like uh, talking scenes are already a great way to sh- shave off like detail because you can mm-hmm. just like have somebody in a simple pose move the mouth for a while simple pose and here like it's so few frames with the mouth movement like yeah and it mostly doesn't match up uh let's see arkweed ponders briefly if she's uh already asleep and having a selfish dream i love that shit yeah i like arkweed such a good mm-hmm uh yeah this this is where this stuff where it like really leans into the arcweed route is where i'm like oh yeah they should have just early on i'm like i wish they diverged more here i'm like yeah the some of the best parts of this are just the greatest hits of the arcweed route because uh-huh. arcweed is good uh-huh even if i don't think they nailed her character no yeah. but like yeah this scene is just like oh right hey remember the arcweed route rules actually yeah. I, i'm immediately like as soon as she starts talking and like shiki's like oh we should go on a date again i'm like oh this anime she's gonna die in this anime uh-huh she's like the, it's gonna be the true end isn't it because that's the tone of this anime uh-huh yep uh let's see uh shiki sets her off by bringing her to the tea ceremony room and she storms out of the school and like just just info dumps about all cl's deal did we say sorry i I may have zoned out for a second. Did we say that Arkweed says, like, do you ever think about, like, what if I went to school? Yeah. And my response was, I think a lot about what I if Arkweed went to school. <laughs> um, before, I think it's before no, the tea ceremony, there's the whole thing in the classroom of learning useless things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I 
They do play ba- basketball briefly, too. So mm-hmm. he asks, why not? Isn't it just enough to be alive? And she says, like, I've done a lot of just being alive. Like, that isn't quite enough for me. Mm. And that that made me think of something. Uh, just, like, it feels like Tsukihime as a whole, like, one of the themes it likes to interrogate with is just, like, the overall value of life and what gives quality of life. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. one... I'd say a bad take that I saw in a comment at some point that looks like it's drawing from that theme was uh, just Shiki and his threat to CL in the CL route. That's super Mm. gross. Uh, Mm. The comment was just like, no, no, he threatens her with that because the thesis of the story is that taking a life is the greatest sin. And I Mm. don't get that at all here. I get like it's positing just there are varying weights and qualities to life and what it takes to have a good life. It's not just living. There there has to be more yeah. to it. And mm-hmm. sometimes it is necessary to take a life. Like there, there's a reason other Shiki exists in the story. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like CL's killed a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and she's great. <laughs> uh-huh. My, uh, much less profound takeaway from this scene was shout out to useless girls a lot <laughs> yeah it, honestly like the the scene was just really nice and straightforward but it kind of pulled all that together for me <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't think the scene was particularly special but uh, yeah arkwood decides to tell shiki all about cl including that once upon a time cl was roa <laughs> mm-hmm, yep. she just blurts that out casually which is uh, fun. We get some really fun, like blurry shots of CL being oh, the Joker. Yeah. I just oh, want unless, Joker like hundreds CL, of bodies and like some incredible express, some of the most expressive expressions we've seen in this show yes. of just like parts of CL's face as she looks wild. This is the contrast we've been missing. <laughs> I apparently blinked. What'd you say? I apparently blinked and missed this. Oh, it was great, oh, Fad. Yeah. It's short, yeah. It's okay. mostly like panning over stills and things like that. It isn't like detailed in that sense, but it pops out. It is a different mm-hmm. tone mm-hmm. and reminds me of just, you know, we we had those brief little moments of like, this is what Fia, uh, CL's first moments of getting infected by Roa were like. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I want a short story of her being Roa and Ark showing up to kill her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'd be sick. It'd be so the thing, good. which is why they'll never give it to us. Nope. Bastards. Oh, what if they do in the remake? Yep, let's just keep piling on hopes on the remake. <laughs> I can dream. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, right. So, yeah, she explains that I think she tells says that CL can't die because she's not alive. Mm-hmm. And that she's hunting Roa forever. They talk about bandage guy, uh, a bunch of dead attack, and Arkweed beats the shit out of them, and then Shiki collapses. Oh, wait, no. Shiki's chest is bleeding. Yep. He gets close to Arkweed. She tells him to get, and he's like, what? I can't hear you. I'm going to get closer. And then she nearly eats him. <laughs> oh, she wants to She wants to sip so bad. Uh-huh. And then it's not... CL just hmm? says, no, I'm on top of a lamppost and you can't have a sip. Yeah, yeah. It's not as uh, she doesn't get as close to him. It's not as horrible and intimate as the scene oh, is. I in... wish oh. it would have been so oh. good. Um, but yeah, CL throws a black key to chase her off, and then the uh, 
she says something about her true nature and then the episode ends mm-hmm. we're almost done folks Episode 11 is Unfortunate Night or Misfortunate Night. (laughs) (laughs) Misfortunate? Yeah, it... Yeah. There are choices. Uh Uh-huh. CL is waving around her trident and is saying that she's going to punish Arkweed. And Shiki's like, oh no, Arkweed wasn't trying to drink my blood. This is all weird misunderstanding and Arkweed like <laughs> kind of looks dodgy and then runs for it <laughs> so just like Arkweed got a chance to rat out uh, all of CL's secrets CL now comes down from the lamppost to tell Shiki all of Arkweed's secrets mm-hmm. this is one of the better visual sequences that they have here when they're telling a story like the, the visuals matching the story are so uh-huh. good mm-hmm. uh, yeah. let's see Oh, yeah, you, go ahead. Yeah, you have CL explaining, like, the uh, tree, true ancestors and uh, Ark being the perfect white princess. And mm-hmm. you have the imagery of Ark on the tower of the castle again, standing perfectly pristine at the top of it, looking up at the moon. And it just hard cuts over to Ark collapsing in a shadowy alleyway. Yeah, like stumbling and, through boxes and shit. Yeah. Scaring a cat. As the scene keeps going on and uh, CL explains more and more that you keep having those duality going there until eventually arc falls from the building and you cut over to her actually standing up in the alleyway mm-hmm. i do like that good. we get that field of flowers again but they're all white except for the flower that roa is offering her is dripping with it's blood so good. Uh-huh. that's very good the thing that the scene made me realize was like oh her skirt's the color of dried blood oh oh the purple yeah or it's a like you could blood dries could kind blood of that color and like she wears a white top uh-huh. and a and a bloody skirt. Hmm. That's interesting. I like that read. Um uh Roa looks like a douchebag with his stupid ponytail. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, one other thing there, like I so before I believe before this when we saw the field of flowers, it starts white and then just snaps to red. Does so it? Just, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I forget if that's in the OP or if it was some other time we saw there. But so it's a big transition of like, it just turns to blood. And then we get this actual flashback version where it is just the more subtle thing of it's this white rose covered in blood in a field of mm-hmm. white roses. And it is that much to have changed her entire world. Yeah. We get the whole explanation of Roa tricking her and stealing power. Well, it doesn't explain everything, but it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, he's the reason that she's all fucked up right now, pretty much. Now, Roa is meeting a red-haired Akiha, <laughs> which is interesting. Without a Kohaku battery with her. Yeah, Akiha gets her ass kicked, like, instantly. <laughs> Just knocks her out. Yeah, she gets knocked over. Shiki's there. He's like, oh, we used to be friends, Shiki. Uh, there is no differentiation in these subs between Shiki lowercase and Shiki uppercase. Which, uh, <laughs> yes. It's annoying. Um, Roa tries to knife Shiki and Akia totally inexplicably with no, any attempt to explain why is able to set his arm on fire, mm-hmm. which is also yep. not how her powers work. Uh-huh. Yep. It's very funny. No, ex- there, we will need no development of her abilities after this point. Yep. Also... It's- 
small also, like, effect animation around is just a little bit of red before it bursts into flame and it would have been perfect but yeah so apparently kohaku did not let this guy out of jail apparently akiha did it soon after he was imprisoned because they're tiny still yeah and then he killed makihisa when they were young i guess but they also earlier have talked about how she just became heads so like yeah i don't know i yeah it's a bit of a mess he lunges at them roa does and then a black key hits him uh someone calls him michael roa baldamian mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Jong is how it's translated in the mirror moon version which is still a funny name but baldamian is much funnier uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. CL jumps uh, at Roa and is immediately killed like a chump instantly. <laughs> yep. And then Roa is like, haha, jumps off the bridge. Roa says to CL, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> and then jumps <laughs> off the bridge. Uh, it's the most like cartoonish anime thing here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it is cool that the blood rewinds into CL and yes, then she gets that up. effect was great. Yeah, visually, like, there's some, there are some fun things from this that, like, you, you can attempt to describe using words, but it's fun to see them animated, and just CL the healing is one of those. Gives it Who? more spectacle, like. <laughs> I turned and looked at the uh, pictures that you posted, Blood, and uh, someone has put Nyah in emoji under it, in reactions. <laughs> 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 long arc weed thing oh, yeah it's wonderful Let's see marin i got really distracted it was probably marin started it yeah probably marin <laughs> okay so let's see cl comes back to life akiha's looking distressed then akiha's in bed it's like back at the mansion she's like i've been telling a lot of lies i'll admit it <laughs> And then he gives her, he, she gives him the Makihisa diary that has everything in it. Mm-hmm. Death of the mm-hmm. Nania and all that shit. Um, it sounds like he was trying to set up a Kiha, Makihisa was trying to get, take Shiki as like a, a, like husband for a Kiha. Cause he says something mm. about how hoping that his Nania blood will suppress the Tono blood. He says that yeah. in the VN as well. It's the way it fr- sounds here. It sounds way more like, yeah, I hope these two kids get married. Okay. Is, what, oh. is how I read it. Yeah, yeah. considering the Tono struggle of the blood taking over, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, hmm. That kid would be the most fucked up kid in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the worst possible kid. <laughs> or it would be a perfectly normal kid and nothing it bad would, would ever happen. Absolutely not be a perfect- <laughs> normal kid even taking she's, magic blood shit in, into a, a not taking that into consideration shiki and akiha's child would be insane yes uh-huh. but but consider how funny it would be though if the kid is the most <laughs> normal thing in the world and you have arc cl all of them coming into the mansion just causing all sorts of fuckery while this one is just like what you know Aunt Ark, what oh jeez. um <laughs> we got a scene of baby akiha kissing baby shiki Mm-hmm. to yeah. give him her, her her life force which is not the life force thing isn't really analyzed at all yeah i literally wrote oh hey mana transfer yeah. 
Uh, so Shiki now knows everything. And he goes and finds Arkweed. And I'm like, oh shit, it's sex scene time, isn't it? I would like to hug Arkweed. Yeah, it, she's she actually probably all needs really a hug. cute. She, need, yeah. she seems nice to hold. I maintain that the sex scene in Tsukihime, if not well written as a sex scene, is thematically important and it's worse if it's not there mm-hmm. in the visual novel. Yes. Apparently they agreed. Uh-huh. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm. Oh, oh, for, well, the, for the anime, here, yeah. I thought you were talking yeah. about the remake. Okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't know that much. Yeah. Oh, that would be good, though. They don't have to go into detail, but I think it's even with like detail for the I think that playing out the sex scene is good for the arc read route because it sells like the desperation of the situation mm-hmm. they're in. Yes. In a way that the anime doesn't really. Mm-mm. No, there's just there's not the same sense of like the anime in general has problems setting up selling emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I the think- thing. Go ahead. I was going to say, I did write down here that Shiki is instantly naked because he forgot his sex pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There's no intermediary step. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I've talked about the Arkweed sex scene being good before yeah. for thematic reasons many times. I don't need to rehash this. Uh, yeah, so they have sex after talking for a while and she's like, I'm going to kill you. And then they're like, can totally have sex. That's fine. And then Shiki wakes up uh, shirtless and she's gone. There's just a note that says, bye-bye in Katakana. (laughs) Episode 12, Lunar World, or World of the Moon, as it was in the Arcweed Route, Uh, which is, again, a much better title. title. Mm -hmm. World of the Moon, very evocative. Lunar World, sounds Sounds like a theme theme park. park. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Also, we skipped over this, but in that like flashback bit about uh, Arkareed's past, they she CL called the Moon People. Yes. Oh, like the yeah. People, they're called uh-huh. the Moon People. <laughs> it's like they already have a name. <laughs> yeah, and that entire sequence, like it felt like just because of her saying Moon People, it felt like it was implying this all happened on the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> it did a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Which Trey and sisters are from the moon originally. Did you know that, Fen? Also, I did. I can't hear that Also, we skipped over this as well. Uh, I believe that the amusement park is called Lunar Park. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course. The moon people from Lunar Park. I can't hear the Trey and sisters came from the moon thing without uh, Peter Dinklage saying that the Dink- came the from Destiny the moon. Thing. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Remember that part in Destiny 1 where they killed Crimson Moon? <laughs> they turned it into a gun, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's the last episode. Yeah. Dawn of the final uh, day. <laughs> Shiki is running to try and find Arkweed. And we get some more flashbacks of uh, him like being like, no, I have to face him because he's I replaced him and all this stuff, you know. And CL does that thing where she, like, traps him by his shadow again so she can, like, tell him to fuck off again. But he's still moving for it, so it doesn't sell that. <laughs> no, uh-huh. it doesn't. It yeah. just looked like she threatened him with the sword. Uh-huh. And also, he pulls the sword out of his shadow himself. Yeah. I believe that that's a thing that he could do. He tried and couldn't. They, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. And, okay. like, they, they seem to be avoiding these, like, pinning him down things also. Like, earlier when Ark was going at him. 
and as mm-hmm. yell interrupted like he was still moving she didn't use her mystic eyes on him uh-huh um, so so the sword explodes into bible pages in his hands which is very funny <laughs> when he picks it, it up uh-huh and then uh cut to for somehow CL got into her battle dress. Yeah. And has her tattoos and all that shit mm-hmm. as they run to find Arcweed. It's just, a good outfit. They just cut out know? her magical girl transformation. Yeah, in Melty Blood she does literally do that. <laughs> is it a magical girl transformation or is she like taking off an outer layer? Uh she like I, I if I, I don't mean in Melty Blood, I mean like here. Oh, oh here. here like it's probably that she's wearing that under, right? Yeah, that but we we don't see any of it, so I like the magical yeah. girl transformation. Uh-huh. Now the question is, does uh Kotamine Kire wear this outfit underneath his well? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Yes, I'm gonna answer yes. Yes he does. <laughs> Did you see that like steal his look for him where it's like uh, like a ten dollar robe or something like that, and then like eight thousand dollar like lingerie, from some, like fancy brand. No, I didn't, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, all of those are great uh-huh. Friday night characters. Because Shiro's, it's like five dollar shirt, ten dollar pair of jeans, fifteen thousand dollars on cookware. <laughs> It's always funny is the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Get to the school. CL and Shiki split up as normal. Uh, we don't get the true ancestors come from the moon line. I guess moon people is what mm. we'll have to settle for. Uh, the whole school is fucked up. It looks like Arkweed and, and Roa took turns fighting in each and every classroom he yeah. passes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is... What a what a day that would be for the like day janitor or whatever whoever comes into the school first. Walk in, unlock mm-hmm. the door, just not even getting to unlock the door, just the rubble. Yeah, you would see the broken bridge first. Uh, Shiki finds Arkweed like kneeling on the ground. She uses her mystic eyes of enchantment to stop him from saving her, which is cool. Um. We Roa. back to the Japanese for this. Ah. We did do. We switched back to the Japanese for the last episode. We did. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Oh, the audio stopped working, and then we yeah. switched to Japanese. And we're like, oh, let's just keep it like this. Weird. Um, it was Plex being weird. Yeah. Hmm. Roa is approaching Arcweed. She uses her marble phantasm, and all you see is, uh, because of budget, is like a shot from outside the the like sky bridge that they're in, and just blood spur- like splashing all over the wall. Uh huh. It's yep. pretty good. And then his like arm falls. Yep. Uh huh. Oh yeah, he just like does the same CL thing and comes back to life, mm-hmm. which doesn't really sell how different him and CL are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes it seem like reviving is something that he can do in the same way that CL can, but it's really different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for his always read more like a cell from Dragon Ball rather than yeah. CL. And also in the visual novel, it's very clear that like, hey, that took all of the energy I had to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas CL can just over and over and over again come back. Because it doesn't cost her energy, it's costing the world energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not supposed uh, to be dead, go back. Uh-huh. 
Uh, it sounds like through this whole scene that Roa's voice actor in the Japanese version is talking, it has like a shittier mic all of a sudden. There's it a, feels like an effect put yeah, on his voice. There's a it's, really it's, rough effect on his voice. And like, I think they use it a little less in the English, but in this scene, they add it, add something similar on. It's a little better. It just sounds, it doesn't sound like an effect. It sounds like he's like, his mic broke and they replaced it with like someone's like headphone mic or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, no matter it what sounds it, is, like it just static-y. doesn't sound good. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. He guts Arcoid and throws her over to Shiki to say their goodbyes. She gives her dying speech about how uncool she must have looked. And he's like, drink my blood. And it's like, dude, if you really want that it that bad, you should probably cut yourself, mm. right? Mm-hmm. To offer the blood so that she's tempted. Yep. Not just wave your hand in front of her. She has to do a lot of work. She's dying. Like every uh, other vampire story where they have that type of a scene, they cut themselves. Yeah. I guess the thing is, Shiki doesn't want to force her. Mm-hmm. And then she dies in his arms and then turns to dust. Yep. And her That's clothes weird. falls. That's fascinating. That doesn't happen in... Uh, no. Nope. Uh... I do like the thing where the vampires disappear and then their clothes just drift to the mm-hmm. ground. Yeah. That happens a few times. That's a good bit. Uh, let's see. Shiki faces off with Roa. There's like way too much of this knife fight. Like spent, mm-hmm. you could have spent this budget anywhere else. Come yep. on. And then they try and do the like, oh, Shiki's seeing something different than Roa thing. Oh, CL interrupts briefly, throws a black key to give Shiki an opening. I do like like visually. It's fun if you know what you're looking for. Yes. Uh-huh. It's fun because you see Roa's perspective uh-huh. and there are lines on Shiki. And then you see Shiki's perspective and there are lines everywhere. Yeah, it's just there's, too fast. And it's one but other it's thing yeah. that sells it too that is good is when Shiki's pinned down and Roa stabs at him, it chips out the ground and the knife gets embedded. And that's when Shiki mm. says, like, oh, you see something different than me. And then mm-hmm. when you see Shiki stab the ground later, it doesn't chip. It just sinks in. Uh-huh. So, like, they did neat visual things. It's just not set up worthwhile to, like, yeah. it's not a payoff yeah. for most people. Uh, let's see. Right, so Shiki collapses the hallway. No question of where Arcoid went <laughs> during this bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's gone. And then he stabs Roa. And uh, Ciel, like, put her hand on the knife and was like, kill Steel. <laughs> <laughs> the one time we actually see a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Cut back to the mansion after that. Shiki is knocking on Akiha's door and telling her what happened to uppercase Shiki. Uh, it's very funny. He doesn't go, he doesn't burst into her room, <laughs> presumably, because he feels awkward about going into her room after seeing what he saw. Uh-huh. He tells her through the door. She cries about uppercase Shiki. Then Shiki goes to Alco Field, and we get the eclipse scene, kind of. Yeah, Kinda, yeah. Uh huh. Our Alco is here in an outfit reminiscent of her outfit in Eclipse, except that it sounds like Shiki's been like coming here on the reg. It does kind of, yeah. And she's like, "Oh no, this is the last time, actually. The also, is just... this is the second time I'm literally ever meeting you." He doesn't know her name, and yeah. also doesn't call her sensei. Yeah. Uh huh. Miss weird choice really weird choices uh anyway she uh goes and he thanks her mm-hmm. um weird 
He goes back to the mansion. Akiha's surprised he came home, but happy. Shiki goes to school. There's construction where the hallway used to be. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Yumizuka survived this whole thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ciel's gone, though. She's vanished. No one remembers her. That's a good bit. Yep. It's mm-hmm. always fun when that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another really divergent thing happens. <laughs> Speaking of having survived, what else does Yumizuka manage to do at long last? Yumizuka manages yes. to confess to Shiki. And Shiki turns her down. Yeah. We don't actually see her getting turned down, but we Boy, do see Arihiko cool. going up to the roof, and he meets a, a, a Yumizuka with tears in her eyes. Uh-huh. And Arihiko's like, well, at least you did at your best. Did it, yeah. <laughs> and she just runs off crying. Yeah, and then he Arihiko walks out and was like, oh, it's nice weather, ain't it, Shiki? Uh-huh. <laughs> God. Um, and then we get uh, credits over the final scene. It's Arkwee's true end. It's Arkwee's true end. Shiki's waiting for her in the classroom, or it just kind of seems like he's in the classroom. It doesn't really. We don't have his interiority, so we don't get the like again weird desperation that he has. Mm. Yeah, but... and yeah, she just shows up casually. I think that that there is no one else in the classroom. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah. he's sitting at his desk waiting for someone. I'm just saying that you get some. Again, I'm complaining about how much better the visual novel yeah. is because yeah. there's so much more texture because it's just uh-huh. a different medium. Yeah. Uh, also, Arcade coming in through the door instead of appearing mysteriously uh, is weird to me. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I don't picture Ark using doors. <laughs> yeah, Most unless she's time. with Shiki. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why would she? He apologizes for failing to protect her. She apologizes for not being able to go on that date. He's like, wait, no, I want to be with you. And then she, like, fucking (laughs) fades away. Uh Uh-huh. Force ghost vanish. Yeah. It's, uh, if I didn't know, I would think she was a ghost. I think the anime is presenting it as her as, like, a ghost or it being in his imagination. Like, it's him coming Uh to terms with it rather than... I couldn't tell. Yeah. I could could see it either way. Yeah. Because it's definitely, it definitely doesn't feel like what is happening in the visual novel. She doesn't talk about where she's going or what she's doing. Yeah, You know what uh-huh. I mean? So I could see them just being like, well, it's kind of hard to explain why she's not dead. So in in which case, again, why even include her? <laughs> why uh-huh. include this last scene? It was fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there is, it did almost make me tear up though the the voice line of the the like voiceover of them talking about going on the pointless date yes, together that hit that so did, hard that did hit me mm-hmm. yeah that got me gets me every time and so Shiki's just looking out the window the golden sunset and then it ends mm-hmm. uh, and at the end there me and Fen were like Suki made rules yeah. uh huh. Scary rules. It's uh, it is such the, the anime is better than it gets rep for, but it it is for people that have read the visual novel. I thought it was going to be so bad, and now I'm here. Like, I mean, it's not good, but well, <laughs> but can, I had a lot of fun. But the things that are not good is like very much just showing you the limitations that they were working with, and for yeah. their mm-hmm. limitations, it is actually really good. Like, I uh-huh. enjoyed it. I really, I was like expecting the amusement park episode to be really dumb, and it kind of is, but also it kind of rules. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I always wanted more interaction between the characters in Tsukihime. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really fun seeing near side and far side characters interacting. Mm-hmm. Just the bickering between them all, and like having Yumizuka like stop, having her exert like the control to stop Akiha, CL, and Ark. Like that's mm-hmm. so much. It's so funny that Yumizuka is here, and n- almost none of her character is here. Uh huh. Yeah. It's so funny. They might as they gave her a different name. Even she might have just had a different hairstyle and been a different girl. <laughs> uh huh. I did write a note after the confession scene. Uh, poor Yumizuka, go eat some people. You deserve it. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine how funny it would have been if they had just invented another g- girl <laughs> to fill the ch- the best friend role? That would have been hilarious. Oh, God. I kind of wish they had done that, because in the same way that I think it would be really funny if there is actually no Yumizuka Root in the remake. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Just, like, this really painful eternal meme <laughs> Nasu is running. Just being aware of the fandom to that degree uh-huh. and playing to them. <sighs> That's Tsukihime. Lunar Legend Tsukihime. Or Shingatsutan Tsukihime. We have a couple of questions we got before questions. we leave. Oh, we also need an image song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one. <laughs> what? Uh, we didn't ask your image song at the beginning, okay. I realized, because we did it at the end last time. So I was thinking end, but we're going to start doing it at the beginning. Tell me, what is your image song? Okay, so I ended up coming up with two <laughs> eventually, uh, but one that stuck out with me. I. I don't know how much they fit, but these are both songs that have stuck with me for like mm-hmm. 15 years, something like that, uh, somewhere around 2007. So, Birthday by The Crew Shadows. Mm. Uh, so, Crew Shadows is a dark wave band. So, think of gothic, like 80s punk is kind of what they're pulling from. Ooh. Or not punk, mm. uh, pop. Mm. Um, exact opposite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so, Birthday is they had been... Uh, they had been making music for a while. Like they have a lot of albums out, and one day the lead singer, lyricist, like he does most of the work for the band, woke up on his birthday and just I think it was his thirtieth or something like that, and wrote out a song that's just all introspective of like looking back on your life and just trying to be the person that you want to be and whether or not you have done that. And so you you can see it as celebratory of like I have done well or giving you a chance to reflect and correct course. And uh, so I heard that when I was like 17 or something like that. Uh, and that was a song that like stuck with me. I would either listen to it or would sing it to myself, like going through basic training, uh, getting out of the army, everything. It's just been there with me throughout my life. Um, and I don't know, the the introspection, just the nature of it being introspective is very close to me uh whether or not my introspection ever really works or turns out anything who knows because <laughs> that's always the trouble with it but it's something that i've always tried to do i have a strong feeling that this is going to be a running theme with guests for the show is like this yeah this is a sad song about like life and death or you know yeah, what i mean because well, both me and fen hit that Marin hit that so it's interesting with crew shadows is a lot of times they like they almost you you can compare it to like Gap Moe. It's it's the gap there. A lot of times, if mm-hmm. they have sad lyrics, the music's like upbeat and danceable. And if the lyrics <laughs> are positive, it is a little more somber sounding. And Birthday, mm-hmm. because it's both of those, it just has this melancholy tone to it, but like has this great drum beat to it. 
and like it just has a full-on drum breakdown in it like it's it's great <laughs> nice uh the other one uh i so when this album originally released they didn't have titles for all the songs so like it was just by track number so i don't know what the actual title is because they eventually gave them but it's track three from the album open parenthesis close parenthesis by cigaros hmm. so it's an icelandic band it's a lot of just like long tones tone just really nice tonal music uh i think this is the album where they weren't actually singing in icelandic they were it was a made-up language they they were going a lot more for shapes of sounds but mm-hmm. it's a song that i re- return to a lot for like i have anxiety issues and the song is a master class in the importance of dynamic range in music it has the slowest build from like being so quiet and takes a couple minutes to get to just this nice loud full sound that is just still relaxing and then it hits that peak and just rapidly decrescendos back down like going full on to niente uh like it's a good example of niente there where it slowly the song never actually ends it just fades to nothingness mm-hmm. and uh like i mentioned i've had anxiety throughout my life so that's a song that i would frequently put on like i have te- test anxiety so before a test i would listen to the song like more or less time it to about a minute before the test would start so i could slow my breathing relax almost meditate and then have a short breather before taking the test or doing a performance or anything like that nice good ones thanks yeah (laughs) um all right fen we have one correction and two questions first off a correction Mm -hmm. from kate in the ten nights of in the first ten nights of dream episode, Ben says that the confrontation between Akiha and Tsukasa shouldn't have crickets in the background because it's January and there wouldn't be any crickets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Years of playing Animal Crossing has taught me that this is factually untrue, <laughs> as Japan has mole crickets, which mm. uh, overwinter underground and can become active during warm winter days. With this knowledge, mm. it is entirely possible that the crickets chirping during the confrontation between Akiha and Tsukasa were mole crickets. Interesting. Thank you, Kate. I admit no fault, but I'll take it under consideration. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> I'm gonna give us maybe the harder <laughs> of these two questions first. Um and feel free to chime in, Blue. Uh so Wait, are we, we doing the hard one first? Yeah. Oh, sh- we got this one a while ago, uh, from Gary, and we tabled it. But since we're leaving Kikime behind, I figured... Oh, no, the Gundam one, isn't it? Uh-huh. Who's Mech? Um, Shit. Hello, folks. Oh, no. Hearing the words Mecha Hisui instantly crystallized a question in my mind. <laughs> I don't know if you watch much or any Mecha shows, but I'm sure your responses will be entertaining nonetheless. If each of the Tsukihime characters were Mech pilots, what would they pilot and what would they say as they launch? Um, you can either use existing Mechs or make up ideas for what they'd be. Um... God, I had some stuff written down, but I don't remember. I haven't watched enough mech shows. <laughs> Hell. Okay, so Kahaku would pilot Nene's mech. I don't remember what the it's G1 called. Long. Yeah. From um, Grand Belm? From Grand Belm. Wait, that, who would do that? Kohaku? Kohaku. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I can't remember if you'd you also... You watched Grand Belm, right, Blue? 
Only the first two episodes so far. Oh. Okay. Don't worry about it. There is a really sick mech, my favorite mech in the show, uh, that you'll be introduced to pretty soon. Called the Jiguang Long. It's like a horrible crab. It rules. Um, Kaku doesn't say anything. She's Mm -hmm. completely silent because it doesn't launch so much as it creeps. Uh (laughs) Um, Oh, that's great. Uh,. I think Shiki just pilots the Gundam. Shiki pilots the Gundam, yeah. Just 0079 Gundam. And he says, like, uh, I'm going Uh or or launching or any. Shiki is just, like, beat for beat uh, Amuro. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I could see, I think Hisui probably pilots a Zaku. Yeah. Just like a standard ass like villain mech. And something like like Sumimasen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Please excuse me. It's uh Shitsure Shimas, which is the what she says before she headbutts you in Melty Blood. Okay, yeah. That's it. Yes. Sure. Just her being um, all polite throughout the whole thing. Akiha, definitely. Fen, you haven't seen this yet. She's in a psycho Gundam. She's okay. a cyber new type. You don't know any of this. <laughs> but no. absolutely, that's what Akiha is. <laughs> Uh, did, what, did we get one for Arcweed? Not yet. Ooh, Arcweed. Or, or CL. These are the hard ones, right? Yeah. I don't think I had these for them. Is there any Catholic mechs? One That's a good question. Like, just literally typing Catholic mechs into Google. Yep, same. Okay, no, I got one for CL. Uh, there is a Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Uh-huh. Which, uh... Every, like a bunch of countries and <laughs> states all have are in space and there's like neo countries and neo states and they all have gundams that represent them <laughs> she is the gundam rose which is the french mech ah uh. looks like napoleon <laughs> that's great that's very funny <laughs> oh yeah that looks real good i have nothing for what people say oh god <laughs> I hate it. If I can't find a Catholic mech, that's what I'm picking for her because of like weird French stereotype stuff. Well, Arcoid's a grappler. Is he? Is actually Hisui not in the Zaku? Is Yumizuka in the Zaku? Ooh, yeah. Mecha Pope, the Holy Crusader of Salvation. I see. I can't. I can't. Pro- I can't process any of this information that is being spe- said. There's something about golems and a cult. I'm closing this tab. <laughs> I'm scared. I just looked at the picture and left. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's the actual thing is yes. that Hisui is like a Mirai. She's oh. not, she doesn't pilot a Gundam or a she's mech. Like, she's driving she's... a white base analog. Yeah. I yeah. see. Yeah. And like as the second she gets put in charge of anything, she has a breakdown. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, hmm. Who are we missing? Arkawi. Still don't have one for Arkawi. Oh Arcoid. God. Uh, any Grand Bell Max fit fan? I would love to see Arkawid in. I would believe that Arkawid would pilot the White Lily. I could see that. Like big, it's big toy like for that. Um, I think the thing. Yeah, the thing about the White Lily is that its pilot really can just do some wild stuff in there mm-hmm. so like i like the idea of oh and it has those weird yellow eyes have you yeah. guys seen 
I don't know if this is Carnival, Fan- Carnival Phantasm exclusive or not, but have you seen Magical uh-huh. Girl arc? No. I think I may have seen a picture on the website okay. on like a thing once, but no, I've not. Okay, but so looking it. at that and looking at White Lily kind of makes me. Okay. That okay. Kind of fits. We'll go with White Lily for her then. Yeah. What does she say? I can't do that part. I would need to like sit down and think about these things. Tanoshimi. I'm looking forward to it. Uh huh. She would say bye bye as she killed someone. Oh, absolutely. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll give her. I'll give her that definitely. Something... She would do the. She would do the like slide through them with her sword. Uh huh. And then just like bye bye, and then they blow up behind her. She it would, would look sick. Say something about it being fun or being excited when she launches. Like she'd be way too into it. Uh huh. But like in a playful way still, because it's arc. I wish I knew more mechs for this. Yeah, I so, feel like we've we've done okay. I we've hope we've done our best. And what now is, it won't what be is Arihiko pilot? Arihiko is a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Arihiko is like an unnamed soldier who gives Amuro a pep talk in, in one scene and then you never see him again. That's very funny. <laughs> Amuro is the or Amuro. Arihiko is the guy who is uh riding next to the main character in the uh, a main character in the gun parry dropping the Gundam parts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope we make a decent podcast. We're going to have to clean up our act a little bit for Stay Night because we want people to listen to it. Uh huh. Because <laughs> more people might jump on. So we'll have to act a little more professional. Yeah. For a bit. And then we can be slovenly again. Mm-hmm. Just enough to hook them. Just enough to hook them. We are part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Yes, we are. Uh... There are many fine podcasts on the Abnormal Mapping Network, including ours. Yeah. Which you should rate five stars. Can I say that? Is yeah. that legal? Yeah. You should rate our podcast sure. five stars and you should comment. Uh, what's a good comment, Fen? Last time I said to comment, these bitches gay. I, I would say, like, leave a five star review and we'll read it and smile. Double mm. down. These bitches really gay. These bitches <laughs> are so gay. Just increasing emphasis as you add more comments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I haven't checked our iTunes, like, page in a while maybe there's a bunch of comments i don't know probably not probably not we were a five star podcast when i last saw are you looking it up then yeah oh jeez, <laughs> i don't know if i want to know can i look it up oh 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 <laughs> i didn't like all of those uh, i liked some of those oh yeah, yeah we're five stars five ratings yeah all right yeah no reviews I no reviews think. yet what else do we okay well right there are a bunch of other podcasts on the abnormal mapping network that are you know what you should here wait i got it here's what you should comment you should you should leave a five-star review and comment that fate moon archive does not endorse underage drinking (laughs) yeah Yeah, makes a firm stance against underage drinking my uh i do not endorse underage drinking t-shirt is answering a lot of questions uh or is raising a lot of raising a lot of questions already answered by my my t-shirt i'm gonna guest on oops all anime oh yeah that will already be out by the time this comes out i think we're gonna talk i didn't know about this i think we're gonna talk about air 
Oh, that's um, sick, fan. Cool. You well, always complain about how people come to me instead of you. No one's ever asked me to guest on anything, fan. You don't hang out on Mahjong nights. Oh, I see. It's nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Back alley Mahjong dealings, um, huh? If you enjoy Oops All Anime, which is on the Scanline Media Patreon, mm-hmm. I think, um, you might also enjoy uh, Novel Not New. I a did. podcast <laughs> by friends of the podcast, uh, Jen, Six, and Olivia. Uh-huh. I did suggest that they watch, uh, because I'm a pa- I've been a patron for a while, I did suggest that they watch Blood Plus, which I can't remember if it's good or not, but I am going to listen to that episode soon and rewatch it. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, uh, Beach House. M and a guest are covering... Uh, Fate Stay Night. Fate Stay Night. Right before us. Right before us. M you... seemed a little like, oh, I feel bad about this. Uh, but honestly, all it's going to do is point, possibly point a couple people in our direction. So Especially I'm... if they mention us. I hope they do. We'll see. You never know. Um, don't, don't get your hopes up, just in case. We can cut that. It was, it was a little like... I was I was a little happy how many people commented in in when that was announced like oh I'm gonna wait for Fate Moon Archive to yeah it. And I was like oh y'all are so nice <laughs> we get to say soon that people should start playing that Fen you need to come up with a schedule of what days we're covering next time unless um, we might we might come up with something to stick in next time because I really want our one year anniversary to be starting Fate that would be very cool or we just. We might honestly, it's we one might episode, just take right? two weeks off. Well, the thing is, it's one episode, so we do the prologue before the one-year anniversary and start Fate proper. Okay, sure. That, sure. that, that okay. works. Yeah, kind of. the thing is, is we're going to have a guest on our first Fate route episode. Uh, that's true. I see what you mean. Um, We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Figure something out. But probably next time keep an eye on our twitter which is at crying rolls yeah we tweet once every two weeks to announce Um, a new episode if you want to get our attention to just say you like the podcast or that we should make our episodes 50 percent shorter or uh if you have fun questions for us to ponder um if you want us to crack the six hour barrier uh you can get at us at crying rule or yeah, you can get at us by emailing cryingrulesactually at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Future Fen hopping in here to say that we are, in fact, doing the prologue to Fate's Day Night on our next episode. However, since it is going to be the final episode of our first year, we are also going to kind of uh, reflect a little bit on our experiences with Tsukihime and uh, the, how the first year of our podcast went and... All of that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you have any questions for us about Skihime as a whole or how the how we feel about the first year of our podcast, where we're going from here, any of that kind of stuff, uh, please, please, please email uh, actually at gmail.com. And again, the next episode, our next episode will have some reflection on our first year, and then we'll dive into Fate's Day Night with the prologue. Thanks so much for listening. What else? Ben, if you want to aim for that six hour barrier, I've still got a list of Yuri I didn't talk about. (laughs) Are you guesting for something else at some point? Uh, I think I'm scheduled for the Unlimited Blade Works route, and then Ah, some some, uh, Garden of Sinners. Move excellent on. you'll have plenty uh, of chances to be- bring yeah. a basket of yuri for us uh, absolutely moonarchive.art 
is our URL where you can find our pretty page on the abnormal mapping <coughs> site. And mm-hmm. You can find a link to our schedule and like what's upcoming and old episodes there. Squarespace from that fan. They don't get free advertising. Okay. <laughs> well, this is all on you, Ben. Oh, fuck me. Well, stop shooting me in the foot then, Ben. Stop saying things I need to believe. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I think that's everything. I think that's it. I can't believe we're starting Stay Night. It's exciting. Exciting. In our our prologue episode for Stay Night, I'll have a list of which days we're doing. I think it's going to be about five episodes per route. Yeah. And we're going to try to stick to those. And like, if that means some stuff gets gets a little shorter discussion yeah. that's fine yeah previously we kind of just talked until we ran out of energy for each route and but <laughs> since fen's already played stay night i really want to only play up to what we're recording for yeah. so that i can have theories about some things even though i know a good bit about stay night there's still things i'm bound not to know uh-huh that's it's gonna be fun exciting and interesting because i'm somehow for fate uh anime only on it all and just like Ooh. seeing other people that i'm <sighs> playing through and some of the things that they talk about and mention, it's it's a completely different experience is what it seems like. So I can't wait to dive in. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh... One day let's meet in the digital sea. Thank you.